once every thousand years. The stars align and something truly amazing happens. If you blink, you could miss it. The sights, the sounds, the roaring thunder of the gods! Something so grand, so epic, that if you even speak of it aloud, it could destroy you. Your only hope to survive its magnitude is to just watch in awe at the great magnificent spectacle. This is not your typical pop culture leftovers podcast. This is a podcast of monstrous proportion that spans all space and time. With two legends meeting for the first time, while others are reunited. Some might even perish before it is all over. Will this be the episode where a domesticated Dave meets a Frank Nato? Could we get a surprise Skype call from one of the geeks? This is the episode you will not want to miss. It's April 5th, 2015. A day that will long be remembered by all members of the Leftover Army. A day that will live in the hearts and souls of all men and women and children. Worlds collide! And somebody mentions bestiality. Episode 85. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. 
Leftovers. Welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. And he's a leftover. Stop! Hammer time! Dude, that, dude, that one. Seriously, that was fucking nourishment for the soul, man. <laughs> I needed that this fucking week, dude. Cool. Turned me on, man. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised we didn't hear a table thrust there with Dave's fucking phone going off. <laughs> Dave's fucking dick hitting the table. <laughs> I hate when that happens. <laughs> hey, leftover army. Oh, nice shit. We got a Skype call. Who is this? Oh, who this? Hello! Holy shit, we we just started recording, dude. What's up, man? Oh shit, it's Sean Hamilton! That's a blast from the past. How you doing, man? Oh man, you know, Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Church. Oh my gosh, okay, so, uh, this is totally crazy. Yeah, so we, on this show, it looks like we've got myself, Domesticated Dave, Hammer Time, and fucking, we got a geek on the show. What's up, dude? Oh, man, I'm telling you, man, you know, same old shit, different day, you know? Nice to be back on the show. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> shit. <laughs> wow, surprise, surprise phone call. Dude, we seriously had just started this shit, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. What's up, Frank? What's going on, man? Not much, man. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm chilling. I'm chilling, chilling like a villain. You know? <laughs> cool, cool. Who, yeah. who, who, else, who else is on? Domesticated Dave. Domesticated Dave, what's up? What's up, Rob? Uh, uh, Randy Macho Man Savage? <laughs> you How are you, sir? Randy Macho Man. <laughs> it's really great to hear your voice. Oh, well, that's good, man. That's good, man. Good, How are the good, boys good. over at the league? Oh, man, you know, saying, you know, we, we doing, we doing a thing, you know, usual. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's nice to uh, be back on this show. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, talking to the guys that I have with me, but you know, talking to Brian, the originator. <laughs> oh man, the Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, the Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's good? What's good? What are we talking about? I guess you know, I'm, I'm jumping on a little late, so I apologize. No, no, you're, you're not know. late at all. Like, we literally <laughs> just recorded the intro. Yeah. And Skype hit. Yeah. 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 It was so cool, though. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, but dude, this is like worlds fucking collide. We got fucking for the first time. People cannot say that Frank and Dave are the same person. They right? are in, unless they're doing some crazy fucking voice. Yeah, I don't we're, know. we're gonna voice do uh, like a twelve monkeys yeah. paradox here right now, man. Yeah. Worlds and futures are shifting. I think I could do a pretty good Dave voice though. <laughs> oh brother, yeah, snap into a slim jam. I didn't know I was so replaceable. Shit. <laughs> yeah. We'll do the whole show as Dave's. It'll be a Dave cast. <laughs> hey, can we can we do like the savage debates and have like Randy Macho Man argue both sides of a point? Yo, <laughs> we, we could do that, Dave. We could totally do that if you want to, brother. <laughs> who is the best Doctor Who? Um, 
Hold on, I gotta clear this gravel out of my throat. <laughs> I don't really know. Miss Elizabeth, which uh, season are we watching now? Hey, quick question. I'm only going off of my memories, but like, was there some like domestic abuse shit going on there? Like, I remember her being scared of him at some point. Was that like in a storyline? It's entirely possible. Okay. Lex, always, Lex Luger might have been involved in some way. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm talking like back in the day, you know, in the 80s when I was watching. I just always remember like her being like scared at some point. I, not always, you know, but like like you might have accidentally hit her or something no, during a match. It depended on whether he was a face or a heel at the time. If he was a face, he was always like protecting her oh. because someone was endangering her. That That's how they always turned him face. That might be what you're thinking of. Gotcha. Man, none of that I, shit was flying out at all. How, how did she pass away? I can't, I can't remember how she passed because I know she passed. Yeah, away, right? she yeah she, she died, Miss Elizabeth. Hmm. I can't remember. I don't remember well enough to speculate because I don't want to like be disrespectful. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I know I know she was connected with uh, uh, things that there was a not a natural cause of death. So. Uh, that's hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, that's sad. Uh, well, hey, this is our episode, uh, on that note. <laughs> I just answer the question with that. Alright, way to lighten the mood there, Sean. Was it, was it, sh- <laughs> yeah, alright. Uh, no, I, I apologize, Army. Let's, let's get back on the happy note. Sean, motherfucker that made that little, uh, that little picture you look at every time you download that episode, every time you look at oh, that yeah. Facebook page, this yeah. is the man. The, he's talking about originators. <laughs> he's, a, he's the, the graphic originators sean's like a pioneer listening to the show dude like episode one i think right yeah 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 and he's been on the show so damn crazy ass shit man all right yeah um yeah welcome sean so you're on a podcast you want to tell our listeners about your podcast i'm sure a lot of them listen to your podcast anyway (laughs) but for the i I think so (laughs) i do i think we have a lot of crossovers so um yeah go ahead and tell everybody about your podcast Oh yeah, no, we, um, from, from week to week, we talk, you know, geeky stuff and, and, you know, this is the same kind of format that, you know, you guys kind of, you know, originated, but, you know, we do, we do go into movies like a little bit more in depth. Like, you know, we like kind of review like movies from week to week. Yeah. If it's like on Netflix or however, you know, th- I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing. You know, we, we love talking about geeky shit. So, I mean, you know, it, the world's like, you know, it's open, it's so open to, you know, podcasts and there's not a lot of great podcasts out there, but I can honestly say that Pop Culture Leftovers and the League of Geeks, man, are killing it. So, so, um, you know, it, it, you know, it's, that's it. I really, that's not really much more I can really say. You know what I mean? I just, we just, you know, love talking geeky stuff, man. And, and, you know, one day, hopefully we can cross over the, the all three, I mean, all our shows together and, Really talk some real debatable geeky stuff, which, you know, Alil and Jake, you know, don't like Superman, which my, which blows my mind. Right. I have no idea how they don't like this movie. And, you know, I'd love to get them together and kind of talk about how much hate they have for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. And, and you know what? I mean, I feel like, I feel like anybody else listening, we can set them straight. But as far as like Jake and Alil, they're lost fucking causes, dude. Right. Their lost causes. Jake will never like Superman. No. Lil will never like Superman. Although, what was it that Jake tossed lower than Man of Steel recently? What was Remember that? he said that it was just, it was below that? Oh, Chappie. Shit. Oh, that was Chappie? Oh, damn. Hey, you saw Chappie. What'd you think of Chappie? I fucking love Chappie. Did you? Uh-huh. <laughs> I love Chappie so, like, you know, I, it, I love Chappie so much that I think I'm going to actually 
I'm gonna actually go out and get the sideshow collectible uh, toy. That's how much I liked the movie. I thought it was cool. I thought it, you know it wasn't original, but it was it was great, man. I really enjoyed it. I really Those are did. pretty pricey too, like upwards of like two hundred fifty, three hundred fifty dollars, right? Yeah. Oh my. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. My in the last like three or four weeks, I have been collecting every fucking Batman toy imaginable, and I'm just dropping money after money after money. I mean, mind you, eventually I'm going to get in trouble for you know getting so many toys, but. You know, I if I and I have and I have a sideshow collectible coming, which is the Hulkbuster Iron Man. Ooh, yeah, I saw that one. That one's bigger than most, right? Oh my god, the thing is, first of all, it, it the price is like eight hundred dollars. But 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 they have an installment plan to where you can actually get it. <laughs> You're you getting know. this shit on QVC, <laughs> huh? You're getting this shit on QVC now. No, 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 Sideshow Collectibles has like a, uh, an install. Look, I'm not going to drop $800. Yeah, dude. yeah. Look, I, I mean, I got it <laughs> well, like you, that. You but are, you're like just, that. you are, you're just doing over, over like, you know, six easy payments or whatever the fuck. <laughs> 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 it all equals $800, Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, I, I really, really wanted it, but, but my, but I'm like debating <laughs> on if I really want it that badly because there's a Batman one that they have is like $500 yeah, right. that I'm thinking about getting. And, and I'm just, you know, I'm going like, you know, toy figure crazy with Batman. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Sean, I got a question for you. You're excited, so, obviously, about the Hulkbuster being uh, showcased in Avengers 2. What do you think drives the Hulk so batshit crazy that – Tony Stark feels the need to bring out the Hulkbuster and take him down. What do you think? Give me your thoughts. Well, um, I mean, I already, I feel, I feel like I kind of know the story of what's going to happen with that. And it's going to be, I mean, if, if you, if you know, like the characters, I mean, Scarlet Witch can, can mind control. So, I mean, spoiler alert. I, I don't mean to, you know, spoil that shit for anybody, but she's clearly going to take over his mind and, and she's going to take over everybody's mind. And what's going to happen is, you know, everybody's going to start seeing shit that, you know, they didn't know. And and that's it, – it's going to go crazy from there. And that's why the Hulkbuster, you know, is, is coming because Stark – I feel like Stark kind of needed that backup, you know, for every Avenger just in case. Like, you know how Batman has, like, that backup plan yeah, the just cases, in case, yeah. you know? I kind of got my own theory on this, and it wasn't so much that uh, I was th- trying to think about what would set the Hulk off. But like Jake's been saying for weeks now that he thinks that it's Quicksilver who's going to die. And I've, I've been saying along with Brian that it kind of seems pretty cheesy for them to say, oh, okay, you're an Avenger. Oh, you're dead. See, an Avenger died. I think that they'll kill off, uh, I, I think they'll ca- kill off, uh, Black Widow. And we know nobody stays dead forever and she's a popular character and probably she'll come back, but I think they'll kill her off mm-hmm. because you can see the romantic entanglement that her and Banner have in oh, that's even a the teasers. Really good guess, dude. Yeah, that's probably what sets him off. She dies, he goes nuts. Or he thinks she's dead. That's true too. That could be. You well, know? to support your theory, we have never ever seen any kind of announcement for a Black Widow solo film. True. Yeah, but she's in Civil War though. Well, the rumor is she's going to be in Civil War. Is it confirmed? Mm, 
there's, I think there's, it is confirmed, wasn't it? I'm not 100% sure. It's Wait. confirmed. I think it's confirmed that Renner's going to be there, but I don't know if it's confirmed that she's, I mean, there's, there's been, uh, different outlets saying that she is not going to be there because of like, you know, just having the baby and stuff like that. Yeah. To spend more time with the baby. But then there's other outlets saying that, you know, she could be in there. So I don't know, man. I, I'm waiting for Badass Digest to come out with some information about it because I trust them. But uh, I honestly think the Hulk gets set off. I think it's an Ant-Man crossover. I think fucking, like, the wasp flies up his nose and pulls him <laughs> off. <laughs> and so he's just, I mean, it has nothing to do with Tony. It has something to do with, you ever had a fucking, like, fly fly up your nose or in your mouth and shit? <laughs> he's just going nuts, dude, on another level. <laughs> so that's all I think's going on, man. <sighs> I wonder, what if, what if it's a... Uh... A bait and switch, and Ultron has control of the armor. No, I don't think no. so. No, no, no. I don't think, no. I don't think that's no. it. I think I've actually, I, I, you know, like that. I think that was one of my theories at one time, but I don't think that's the case. Because okay, uh, Ruffalo has said in other interviews that yeah. They made it seem like in the last movie that the Hulk had a little like like Banner had some control over the Hulk, but he said in multiple interviews that he doesn't have the control over the Hulk that he thinks he does. Right. The Hulk and him have a constant battle for power at all times. So it's like, yeah, he got he got a little bit of control in that last movie, but I think the Hulk this is like, you know, this is the Empire Strikes Back movie, right? So the right. Hulk's gonna fucking fight back this time. And I think so. too that's going to help lay some of the groundwork for the trust issues that Cap and uh, Tony Stark are going to have. Yeah. Because Cap's not going to know that he made that, and pretty much Tony's probably going to tell him at some point, "Look, everybody's in danger. Everybody is a threat, and somebody's got to watch over everyone." Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think my theory is uh, on point. <laughs> like, no. Less than a month, we'll see. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, I know that. Like some of those, some of those uh, scenes. Uh, I think Robert Downey Jr. actually said, like, the scene where he's looking around and he sees, like, all the Avengers, like, laying dead. Uh-huh. That is a fucking hex from Wanda. Right. That, yes. It, I know that's fact. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I mean, I guess what you have to do when you're watching these trailers is, like, sift through which ones you think are <laughs> a Wanda hex and which ones aren't. Right. But I know the Hulkbuster fight, that's happening. And I think Wanda is a huge part of that battle. So, right. Yeah. 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 That'd be badass if her hex was, like you said, to make him think that she was dead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, hey, no emails this week. I'm not reading any emails. I'm oh, saving that when Jake gets back right. this week. So I'm not going to read any emails. So we got some really good emails, though, over the past couple weeks. So, so no email bumper. No email bumper this Aww. week. I want to torture. <laughs> I want to I torture Jake with it next week. <laughs> All right, guys, I got a couple things that I want to talk about before we jump into good pop, bad pop. Did you guys hear about this guy that was stranded on a little boat for sixty six days, and they just found him off the like I don't know, like hundreds of miles off the coast of North Carolina. Said he was stranded out there, a Navy SEAL stranded at sea, sixty six no. days, survived on rainwater. No. You guys didn't see no, this today no. and shit? I guess they just picked him up yesterday or some shit. Dude, I mean, it's an impressive story. And, like, as soon as I saw, like, the highlight on CNN, I'm thinking to myself, Hollywood's buying the movie rights. Hollywood's buying the movie rights right now. I guarantee fucking Sony, fucking Universal, all these fucking movie studios are knocking on this guy's door. We want the movie rights. But on the flip side, 
this guy, you'd think like when you find this guy, he's going to look like fucking Gollum and shit, right? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He's fucking got to be thin and gangling and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like burns all over his face from the sun beating down. Sure. No. Dude looked like pretty healthy. His face was like beat red and shit, you know? Looked like Frank after a, you know, manic masturbation session. <laughs> <laughs> but but dude his face was beat red and shit but he looked healthy he looked healthy he said he survived off of rainwater and stuff and with the storms that were coming through they were saying that like you know wouldn't like some of that seawater get in some of the rainwater and make him sick so a lot of people are maybe some people are calling bullshit on this navy seal mm-hmm. so yeah look into this man it's a little fucked up man it's an amazing story if he did survive 66 fucking days, and I see a movie happening if, oh, that, yeah. if, if it's true, but uh, if they find out it's bullshit. And, like, he walked away from the uh, from the uh, experience. Like, he was walking. Like, you'd think, like, 66 days in a fucking boat and shit, you get off, dude, your fucking legs are going to buckle underneath. He would have had to have ate something. Yeah. Yeah. You said he was a Navy SEAL, right? Navy SEAL, yeah. I mean, those guys yeah, are those trained. Guys are kinda, those guys are kind of equipped for that shit, though, you yeah. know? Yeah, but I thought, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if he's like uh, like fucking like Tom Hanks and Castaway and like fucking, you know, eating fish and shit out there. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but he looked he looked pretty good for being out there 66 days. Yeah, hmm. Sean has a point. Have you ever seen some of the training stuff they have to do to become a Navy SEAL? You know, I, I've seen some videos and stuff from movies and stuff like that. You know, I hope – that's the thing. Military shouldn't release like how they do training for any of our soldiers. Like, let's let what, let other countries watch on fucking YouTube how we're training our military. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Anyway, but yeah, I know those guys go through hell. But sixty six days, Dave. It's not like he had fucking like a uh, you know Chef Boyardee can sitting on this right. fucking boat with them. I just anybody who is actually legitimately a Navy SEAL, we're not dealing with some sort of stolen valor sort of situation. As long as they're legitimately a Navy SEAL, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, so this guy's a yeah. hero in your book. He's a survivor. Survivor, uh, you know, like he, he, the the work he's yeah, done. yeah, hero's a weird word to the, use. Yeah, the work he's done. <laughs> he for saved the himself. Yeah. Self preservation. <laughs> the work he's done for the country is, yeah. is obviously uh, by its very nature heroic. Right. But this in this instance. You know, I, I just w- I was hoping you were going to say like, uh, the only reason I survived was this copy of Gail Simone's saga that I, that I found and it kept me saved. I was, like, I was hoping for that. Right? Like, yeah, it's comic book related. Saga saved my life. <laughs> He's quitting the military to write his own uh, monthly ongoing. That'd yeah, be, I would love that. No, that's not what happened, Dave. Uh, <laughs> that's how G.I. Zombie from DC Comics came out. <laughs> Pretty amazing story if it's true, though. I hope it is. And yeah. uh, you want to hear about the biggest idiot of the week? Yeah, oh, I know what's coming. Not, oh, hold on. No, oh, fuck. That's coming up. You reminded me. Thanks, Shit. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. All right, let's talk about – okay, let's talk about the second biggest idiot of the week then first before I jump into the biggest idiot of the week. Um, no, the the biggest idiot of the week. Did you guys hear about the Price is Right model? No. Gave away the, oh, the big answer. I think I did. Yeah, yeah. I, saw the, I saw the video. Her name's Manuela and uh, – 
Price is Right was it's for a fucking car, Frank. It's for a fucking car. This contest, right? Yeah. She's got. I guess she's got like three guesses or whatever to figure out, like you know, the car, like uh, the price of the actual price of the car. And so she guesses nineteen thousand. It's the wrong guess, and the model's supposed to just pull away. Oh, like she guesses like no, she guesses like number one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. So she guesses one, pulls away, shows the amount. It's nineteen thousand. It's the wrong amount. So. She's got to guess two, three, four, five. The model just – she gets fucking like card-pulling tri- happy, and she just pulls number two, and it's the winner. Wow. <laughs> and so and so Drew Carey looks at her, and he goes, Our, well, uh, Manuela just gave you a car. <laughs> and she felt – okay. This so wait, is, did, did, she, did she win it or no? She had to. Yeah, they gave her the car, dude. Wow. They gave her the car. Oh, wow. See, here's oh, the wow. thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, Price is Right models, I guess they get – over years and years and years, they just get dumber, I guess. <laughs> because like th- 20 years ago, the models wouldn't have done this. You know, the models back when we were kids and watching this shit, the Bob Barker models, yeah. they wouldn't have done this. Vanna wouldn't do it either. Exactly. Like, I mean, Vanna would not fuck up. Right. You know? Vanna had it easy though. She used to actually have to turn the letters – after a while, it just became touchscreen. She would just touch those motherfucking letters eh, true. and they would switch. Yeah, but she gets a lot of cardio in walking from one side to the other. That's true. She got to go to the gym when she's done for the day. <laughs> Can you imagine her like going to the doctor, getting carpal bit for like carpal tunnel because she turned <laughs> fucking letters? Uh, that's bullshit. But anyway, so this fucking uh, model, this and, but see the thing is, she's not fired from the show. I think twenty years ago they would have fired her from the show. Oh yeah, because of this. But now because we got the fucking internet, shit goes viral. Fucking people that fuck up once they go viral <laughs> and you start getting hits. Nobody's talking about talking about fucking prices right. But when a right. model fucks up and it goes fucking viral, <laughs> everybody's talking about prices right again. Am I right? Yeah. So right. if you That's fuck true. up, yeah, if you fuck up and it goes viral, she gets to keep her job. That's the wow. difference in the world that we live in today. Dave, 20 years ago, she would have done that. She's fucking gone. But now because of the internet, fucking goes viral. People are talking about fucking prices right again that aren't 70 years and older. So the more you fuck up, the better off you are if you can get a whole bunch of people's attention about it. Right. Exactly. How the fuck am I not famous and rich by now? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It's a very nice house. You're, you're doing all right. Oh, come on. Hey, hey Brian. That's hey, Brian. White What's up, dude? <laughs> Hey, real quick, I might have to stop. I might have to stop for a second because I'm getting a lot of interference. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off no. with that. I'm sorry. No, no that's fine. just me laughing. You'll get used to it. No, no, Frank. I'm used to you <laughs> laughing. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just getting a lot of interference. I'm, I'm make sure I should I call back and just kind of chime back in, or you want to call me? Tell you what, I, yeah. Um, hang up and uh, I'll call you back. Okay, cool, cool. cool. All right. Cool. Greetings, leftover army. Pop culture leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read, but their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow The Leftovers on Instagram at Instagram.com slash PopCultureLeftovers and on Tumblr at PopCultureLeftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. 
All right. Hey, we are back. Um, let's see here. I think, uh, Frank, uh, good pop, bad pop? Yeah. All right. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. All right. Good pop, bad pop. It's where we talk about the things in the previous week or weeks that we either watched or read, and we typically rate these things. Uh, if you are new to Pop Culture Leftovers, then you have no idea what our rating system is, and it's fucking ridiculous. And here is how it works. Clyde. The rating system Jesus. is He's an idiot. <laughs> if the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. Okay. So since I got a, I got a soda pop comics cast guy here on it, so don't be rating shit with bottle caps and all that other bullshit. Okay. And then I got a geek on here. So there's going to be, I mean, if you want to do your thing, you can, man, but I, you know what? You nah, can, you nah. can, okay. Cause I mean, you can go, what is it? Hero sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to do your format, man. I, I right. started off with this format. So I, I still know the format. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. All right. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to jump into good pop, bad pop real quick. I'm going to talk about something that I watched this week. This is kind of like a retro good pop, bad pop this fucking morning. You know what movie I watched? I probably haven't watched it in like 18 years. What? Airheads. You guys remember fucking airheads? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Did, uh, Sean, you remember airheads? Yeah, yes, yeah, I remember it, but vaguely. Like it was like, eh, wasn't that great to me? Oh, so. see, I, it, okay. Tell you, how can you talk about the Lone Rangers like that? Yeah, how can you talk like that? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Uh, I don't know. It was uh, at first when I was watching it, I was just like, I don't know. It's it's totally a different experience, like watching Airheads now than it was when I was watching it, like as a teenager when it first came out. It came out in '94. The movie stars Brendan Fraser, uh, Steve Buscemi. Um, Fucking uh, Adam Sandler, uh, Michael Richards, fucking uh, Joe Montaigne, uh, fucking uh, David Arquette, uh, Ernie Hudson. I mean, the list fucking goes Chris on. Farley. Right. Chris Farley. The list goes fucking on and on and on and on. And just watching this movie now for me it was just so weird. Like a movie like this can't even happen today. The whole fucking premise of the movie is like this band. They want to get their sound. They want their sound to be heard. And so they fucking take these guns, these squirt guns that got pulled from the shelves at a toy store where one of them works because they look too realistic. They use these guns. They go into the record company, the, the, the radio station, mm-hmm. and uh, they hold the place up so they can play their music on the radio. Like this movie wouldn't even happen today. No. this It can't happen today. I mean if they want their music to be heard, you just go to fucking YouTube. You, you upload it to SoundCloud. You fucking do a podcast and play your fucking shit. Right. This movie th- can't even exist today. That's what's fucking crazy. Like stories like this don't even – they don't even make sense in today's world. Mm-hmm. But that's – just shit like that that you think about when you're watching like these old fucking movies. And it just blew my mind just watching this fucking movie. I loved it. It was great. I, it was like – it took me back. You know what I mean? To like – as a kid watching this fucking movie. Sure. There's a Beavis and Butthead cameo in this fucking movie. Oh, no shit. Yeah, they call – Beavis <laughs> and Butthead call into the fucking radio station. <laughs> 
I forgot about that. And they're, okay, there's this one point where they're making like all these like hostage demands. Like, oh yeah, we'll release the hostages if you send out, you know, we'll send out hostages if you like bring in like these fucking things for us. Like, right. a few of the things is like a uh, football helmet full of cottage cheese, naked, <laughs> naked pictures of B. Arthur, and then and then they were talking about these demands. One of the things that they wanted was a fucking. It was a um. And they didn't even talk about it, but I just saw it in the distance. It was an arcade game, and it was Captain America and the Avengers from the 90s. Do you guys remember that game? Absolutely. Yeah. Sean, do you remember that shit? Oh, shit. Love that game. Oh, yeah. Dude, fucking. <laughs> My bad. No, it's you're cool. Mind. You're cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I was, And so, like, I, I paused the movie because I was like, I totally remember that game. And I went to YouTube, and I, like, did a search for it. And they had, like, the whole, like, half an hour of that video game's gameplay. And I just sat there for, like, 15 <laughs> minutes watching that shit. You know what I mean? But, yeah, Airheads, Tupperware the fucking movie. Just for <laughs> nostalgia Tupperware. Nostalgia Tupperware. Fucking weird thing to bring up in Good Pop, Bad Pop. But I thought, fuck it. Sweet. Yeah. You can time capsule a Tupperware. That's cool. I know I can, Dave. I fucking do the show. It's my fucking show. I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know what'll blow your mind? I can, I can, you know what? I can turn, I can, you know, I can turn into a fucking monkey and start throwing my shit on the wall right now because it's my fucking show. You know, I, I can go senile gorilla right now, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what, Frank? Uh, there's more time passed between now and the remake of the Brady Bunch uh-huh. than the remake of the Brady Bunch and the Brady Bunch. Really? Yeah. Wow. They went back that far to make fun of the time period. Now there's more time passed since that's been released. That's crazy. That fucked with my head. That's bizarre. <laughs> We're old. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's what I, I've got more for good pop, bad pop, but uh, I don't know. Anybody else got anything they want to bring up? I got two things. Holy shit, Frank. Got yeah. two things. Yeah, I know, right? And and there are things that are You're like... You're talking about your testicles, are you? No, I do got two of those, though. <laughs> They're there. <laughs> I checked. Um, anyway, um, yeah, these are two legit things that are like current and shit. So, uh, first one, Walking Dead finale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. Sean, hey, Sean, did you watch this? You damn skippy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, are you going to rate it, man? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So these could be spoilers for Walking Dead uh, season finale. They've had a week to watch this motherfucker. Did yeah. You? Did you see it? Oh, absolutely. Technically two weeks because it aired the last night that we recorded that I was on. Yeah. And then uh, it was – or no, what, what? No, it was last, no, it was week, last week. Yeah, so okay. they've had a wow. week. Man, I, my time's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, go ahead. Talk about it, man. But yeah, um, this along with – the rest of this past season, mm-hmm. uh, Scott and Gimple's really knocking it out of the park. Uh, and this was like the perfect, perfect cap to the perfect season. Uh, what did you think about the hour and a half? Oh, it was great. Uh, I, I, there was a lot of commercials. There was a lot of commercials. I, great I, commercials. Hello. I mean, we got a fucking Terminator Genesis trailer, a new one, TV trailer. I fast forwarded through all that oh, shit. Frank, you missed out, man. You missed out. <laughs> oh, I didn't even pay attention. I just kept wanting to get to the next thing. We, we got a new Jurassic World trailer. Holy fuck, I missed that. <laughs> Frank, God, and it was a uh, new clips, man. New clips, we got to see, uh, fucking, uh, that new, uh, fucking whatever asaurus that's going around killing shit. See, that's what I showed, like, dead brachiosauruses, like those big, you know, brontosaurus looking motherfuckers. Yeah. Dead in a field, and it's like, it's killing, 
it, it's killing now is what they said. Or oh something. man! It, it just, didn't, I, he, didn't he say something like it's it's killing for pleasure? It's killing for pleasure. Wow! Yeah, yeah. man, I'm jacked to see that. I need to look Sean, this up. You did not watch this either. You know what? You know, you know. I did see it, but I seen it later. I actually go back because you know I'm, I'm, I write shit on the website, so I'm like always on the videos. So I'm I already seen all that stuff. Already, oh, so gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because right <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to watch it when it was aired live, and I guess if I would have been stuck sitting there watching it as it aired, I would have caught all that. But yeah. I jumped and in you, like an hour and a half after it came, oh, aired. You missed so. the new AMC trailer for their new show called Humans that I'm going to talk about here in a little <sighs> bit. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. I missed that too. All right, no. Let's talk about Walking Dead, though. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, at the beginning of the episode, everybody was going to be talking about Rick and his actions yeah. and about what happened. And you could really tell it, the people were afraid of him. And she, you could tell she was going to just kick him out. She was mm-hmm. going to boot him. Um, because, and I think it was because she was bitter because he ended up pointing a gun at her. And she even mentioned at one point, he pointed a gun at me. And um, Maggie, she's trying to talk sense into her because she really doesn't understand how the world is now. Mm-hmm. She says, but he didn't shoot. Right. And the gal, she didn't understood. Rick understand. is a look into their future, man. Right, Rick is exactly. a look into their future. Yeah. Like, you can't avoid, like, who you're going to become. I mean, but – that's the world they live in. That's exactly what you're saying too. Yeah, I, and uh, they're, they're just their eyes aren't open to it. Yeah, and then um, later on, I mean, Gabriel he's losing his shit from the beginning. The priest. Oh yeah, and he he's having a crisis of everything. He's borderline suicidal. He ends up leaving and then coming back, and somebody says, "Hey, go ahead and shut the gate," and he just kind of half has throws it shut, and it doesn't shut. So of course, what gets in is uh zombies some walkers and rick ends up catching up to them taking them out and then yeah hit- while they're having a town meeting about you know the future of rick he's saving their fucking ass yeah okay when yeah. when maggie was talking to the the head of the community mm-hmm. i did not get the impression she was trying to enlighten her i got the impression she was trying to talk herself out of saying to the lady no you may try to throw him out but you ain't gonna throw him out. I, I got the impression that she was, I mean. She was being more subtle than right. that. In, in her, yeah. in, in her head, she knows Rick, and then she knows what they've encountered otherwise. And when she was telling her, but he didn't pull the trigger, and she said, well, does that, the, the rating on which we go by now, and Maggie told her, it is. Because if Rick would have been the governor or somebody who really is ruthless and brutal, he would have went ahead and just took her out and, there, the head's gone and take over right away. But haven't we seen at this point, if anything happens to Carl and Judith, Rick is the governor at that point. Yeah, I but mean, really, wouldn't anybody be? When you don't know what everybody else is thinking and everything you've encountered, when you see a direct threat on your children, The that, only that's person it. I think that would have been a direct threat to Carl or Judith in this situation is uh, the doctor, the right. uh, the husband. Yep. I, he's the only one I think that would use them as some sort of, like, fucking leverage. Yeah. And he ends up uh, – stum- oh, okay – I'm jumping all over the place because there's something we got to get to before we talk about this douchebag showing up at the fucking uh, meeting. Yeah, crashing the party. So way, way earlier in the episode, he gets a visitor. It's Carol. Yeah. She brought him a casserole. Oh, Scarol. Yeah. I love Scarol. Dude, dude, this was by far and away the best scene in the whole fucking episode for me. I Can't, love Carol. Yeah. I love Carol. Hey, hey, Sean, what, what are you thinking about Carol, dude? No, I, I think she's homicidal. I think she's a psychopath. But I think it's awesome because it definitely 
definitely gives her a different take from, you know, she's grown from what she was in the first season to now is such a 360 transformation of a character. And it's, you know, it, it makes it, it makes for a better character how they did that. And I love that. I actually really do love it. So I, I think I'm I'm riding with her. I mean, I hope they don't kill her off. But, Man, you know, we'll see. When she was talking to him. OK, no, you talk about that scene and then I'd like to talk about it. It. Go ahead, Frank. Talk about that scene. Um, we have a woman who we saw in the first season as being a battered wife. Right. And, you know, the, the transformation, like, like Sean was saying, that she's gone through to become stronger in some ways even than Rick, more willing to do the things that need to be done. Yeah. So she can, she's telling little girls to look at flowers while she fucking shoots right. them in the head old yeller style. Dude. Right. So. And, and it's these situations that she's been placed in where she's done what she's had to do. It's like, how do you argue with the decisions that she's made? Right. So she threatens him. And it's just amazing to me to see, A, the size differences between him and her and her not give a fuck. Yeah. But and she's fish mooney with the knife, though, man. Right. But, she's yeah, exactly. Well, knowing her background, too, and just the fact that she's overcome everything that she has, mm-hmm. and then she knows that it's the guys that do hit, they're the weak ones. Yeah. They're the nothings. And she had that knife right on his chin, and she said, come at me. Yeah? No. And she, she, oh, she loved it. Yeah. And, you know, to see him back down and prove her right that it is the asshole douchebags that do that shit that really are the fucking nothings. And it yeah. completely put him in his place. And she left and he went on a little temper tantrum tirade screaming and kicking shit over in his house. Yeah. He, he did the, uh, crocodile Dundee where she had that little knife and he comes back with Michonne's fucking sword. You call that a knife? This is a knife. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, boy got, uh, hammered the rest of the day. Yeah. And then he shows up at the fucking me. Oh, okay. We skipped a little bit. Yeah. Rick shows up with the body of we, a walker. We don't need to recap the whole episode. Sorry. But no, go ahead, man. Well, it's kind of important. It's kind <laughs> okay. of important. Rick shows up with the body of a walker and tells them all, uh, I, this didn't come in because of me. It got in because that's what they do. Yeah. And they, he t- they put the pieces together that it was fucking Gabriel. The yeah. Same, the same yeah. guy that she was. That, uh, what's her face was fucking, uh, who's the head of, what's who's the head, head lady? I, I, you know, I can't remember her name. Oh, I forgot her name too. Damn it. <clears throat> At least I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> Somebody else will forget. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, she, um, he tells her that I, I was just thinking today, how many of you was I going to have to kill to save you? Yeah. And he, he's telling him it, it doesn't have to be that way. You're going to learn. You need to catch up, get up to speed on how things are. And then they get a real brutal lesson in it real quick. If she would have listened to Rick in the first place and let Rick take him out when he said that's what needs to happen, dude wouldn't have got drunk, came in with Michonne's sword, and take a wild swing and cut a boy's throat. Yeah. Uh, Rick's Her husband. It. Yeah, Rick's seen it, man. Yep. And he and he knew exactly what to do, dude. Yep. And so I think, like, right now, he's gained the trust of the entire community at that point. Mm-hmm. So. Now, now I got to say something, Rick. You, I mean, not Rick. I'm saying damn Rick. I mean, <laughs> Frank, you missed you missed one integral part of this of, of this of this show. I don't know if you're really done your review, but the introduction back of Morgan was really oh, sweet. Oh, right, yeah. And see, they had a couple of different storylines, and those two didn't really intersect toward the end. And they had their own going on, and that was excellent. So, yeah, the show opens, and I completely fucking blew through it. Uh, yeah, the show opens with Morgan. 
and a uh, guy shows up as he's at his campsite, and the guy's got a gun on him, and he's telling him, you know, I, I, I need this and I need that. And Morgan's trying to talk him down, say, no, I mean, I'll give you this, I'll give you that. And he's like, no, I need everything, meaning like he's going to kill him or use him or whatever. And Morgan tells him, I can't let you do that. And he's like, I just need you to hold still. And then right as this dude comes flying out of the fucking bushes to hack him, Morgan jumps up and grabs a hold of his walking stick, Donatello fucking style, and like goes all ninja on their ass. He beat the living fuck out of both of them. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that. I did not think he had that in him. Oh, my God. When the fuck did Morgan learn Kung Fu? No shit. What the fuck? Like, did Master Splinter visit him after Rick left? Oh, it was awesome. It was so fucking cool. <laughs> it was. And, uh, yeah, so he not, he, he's telling the guy every, everything that you give out comes back. And he takes him out, knocks him out, but he doesn't kill him. He puts him in a car that he had checked out earlier that he, or he slept in that he knew to be safe. And he honked the horn. To draw the walkers. I don't think it was to draw the walkers. I think it was just he knew that lucky rabbit's foot. He knew it was safe. So just beep, beep, everything you put out comes back. He didn't kill him. He didn't draw the walkers to him. He was just, like, giving his, I don't know, his little thumbs up or something. I thought he was trying to draw the walkers there. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 All all I want next season, first episode, I want us to see an opening montage of the new way they clear out an area is Morgan (laughs) and Michonne walk into the middle of a room with a ghetto blaster play public enemy and just stand back to back and just mow and clean it out that's what That'd i want awesome. episode one yeah that's not gonna happen you know that right <laughs> what do you guys think about fucking techno walkers oh yeah the trap that's pretty awesome that's pretty yeah. nice though man it's a nice little setup i didn't i didn't expect that i really didn't that that took me for a while. i was like wait a minute they're like but I, you you always forget that you know, they they move by sound and, you know, they just whatever they hear, they go to. So, yeah. you know, that's that's very smart of the uh, of the wolves. I guess that's what they're called. The wolves. Yeah. Yeah. And then there so. we had the, uh, another storyline kind of intersect. Daryl and is it Alan that yeah. he's with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were they were out looking for people and they see this guy with a red poncho Um and, you know, th- their mission is to find people, and Daryl wanted to keep going after They're this guy. They're recruiters for, yeah. for the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And other guy wanted to give up and go check out the, the food stores where that, that trap ended up being. Yep. Yep. And um, uh, so they, they Daryl goes ahead and goes along with what, what Alan wants to do. They go ahead and go out and check out the food stores, and it's Daryl that opens up one of the uh, semi-trailer beds. And that's where the zombies are at, and they all go up, all five of them. They're yeah. filled, and they just pour out. And they end up getting locked up in a small car, and there's got to be a couple hundred zombies out on them, surrounding them. There's no way out. And, well, they think, well, we'll maybe we'll just go ahead and hide, and they won't see us, and uh, they'll, they'll scatter. And they find a note in the car that says, don't stay, bad people coming. So they kind of know they're fucked. And Daryl ends up... I mean, he says that I'm going to go and uh, you make a run for it. And Alan says the other thing. And they said, no, we're going to go together. Uh, Daryl really thinks they're done. I, you could tell. Like when yeah. he's like, well, I need to finish my smoke first. And Alan, he's upset because if they would have listened to what Daryl wanted to do, they wouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. Yeah, I'm thinking like this is another – this is another fucking like Noah situation, you know, in the in the the moving vestibule. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're trapped. Right. Yeah. They're trapped, and somebody's going to fucking die. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So we all knew that fucking Daryl Dixon wasn't going to die, though. Well, yeah. He he telegraphed it, like, way early on trying to tease fans, saying, bring your tissues. And there really wasn't anything that much to get your tissues for. But it was really funny because they not only had him in peril, but there were other characters that were in peril at the same time. You had Glenn, who went out after that douchebag that got Noah killed. Yeah. And he's out there looking for him because he saw him leave. And he gets shot by this asshole. Dude tries to kill him. And they they have their fight. Lots of points. You get to thinking that, you know, he's got one over on Glenn and Glenn's done. Like they had a cutaway where he was on top of him punching him and then he ran off and the zombies came down. And then they had a cutaway to a different it scene. It took them a long time before they went back to that Glenn story. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it did mm-hmm. take a while. Yeah. But, uh I mean, they're too... Just like that episode, if they would have listened to Rick's group, nothing would have happened. Everything right. would have been okay. Right. And then there's a situation where Glenn could go ahead and just kill him. And the dude's scared. And he's crying the whole time. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm scared, I'm sorry. And Glenn has the gun to his head. He's just telling him, shut up, shut up. And, like, they cut away. He doesn't end up killing him. He, You see him, you know, pulling him back uh, later on. But that was an intense scene, too. And, again, it shows who this group is, that he didn't kill him. Mm-hmm. He could have. Yeah. And he would no longer be a problem, even though he just tried to kill him. But that's not what they're about. That's not who they are. I, I, I think a lot of the people still have things to live for. I, I could see Rick turning into the governor if Carl or you know Judith died. Right. You know what I mean? But, yeah. I mean, right now, he's still a father. He still serves a purpose. Right. Um. The governor on the flip side, you know what I mean, lost his daughter. And yeah. I mean, at that, I mean, he was losing it way before that. You know, I mean, he's got his dead daughter, zombie daughter, fucking, you know, chained up and shit in the basement. I mean, there are some graphic novels that uh, Robert Kirkman came out that flesh out the history yes. of him. And I read through a few of them, and it's even more, it's way more beyond fucked up than what the show tells. Uh, it's kind of funny that. I don't he, think those are Kirkman books, though. Did Kirkman write those? I don't uh, think Kirkman. Uh, right, yeah, Rise I think it's Rise of the Governor. Yeah, yeah. okay. Right? Yeah. He did? Yeah. Rise okay. Of the Governor, yeah. And uh, I listened to those on Audible uh, about a year ago, and those are really good. You get a good sense for how, why he's as screwed up as what he is. Uh, his na- real name wasn't even uh, – shit. What, what was it originally? Uh, they said it was Brian in the – That was actually what yeah. his name really was yeah. because the, the moniker uh, – I can't remember what his name was as the governor, yeah. but um, – Help me out. Do I know what his name was as the governor? Oh, no. no that's not I can't think of it off the top of my head either. But anyway, he um, that that was his brother. And while his, Penny was not his, Penny was his brother's. And when his brother died, he fucking lost it because he was a meek and timid individual. And his brother always told him, if, if you're not hard, then the world will take you down. Mm-hmm. And – uh, his brother, Penny died first mm. and it just completely fucked him up and he ended up taking over that persona when his brother died. So when he went back to being Brian, that was actually his real name. Right. I think, I think that, that storyline that Frankie just said, it, it, it kind of describes more of a Daryl kind of, uh, situation than, than I guess the governor situation. Cause you know, when Merle died, he always, you know, he always told Daryl, you know, man up or, you know, do this and do that and shit like that. So, I, it, you know, that, those storylines, like, have, have, have all you guys, have you all, guys all read the, uh, the, the Walking Dead series or no? 
I've, uh, I've watched some just up through the uh, prison. No, I, I think he's – No, no, no. The books. Yeah, the graphic novels. Yeah, the, the, the comic books. Yeah, the comic. All of them yeah. I, I've only read up through the prison, but yeah, I've read the comics okay. up to that point. I've read up to 100. Yeah, same here. I quit on issue 100. Okay. Well, at least we all quit on 100. <laughs> <laughs> we, have that, we have that in common, I guess. <laughs> I stopped reading. Like I do, still collect them, which is really weird. I just don't read them. <laughs> just I kind of just stopped. I was like, eh, fuck you'll, I you'll have a binge fun. read, I'm sure, eventually. <laughs> that was one yeah. thing too is the the graphic differences and actually what happened with Michonne and the governor in the comics as opposed to the show. That I mean, it actually, you understand why there was supposed to be that tension there. Oh yeah, yeah, disturbing. Exactly. Oh. Like that was easy to describe it. Yeah, I'm gl- I'm glad they didn't go that route. I don't know that they show, could. So. That's like HBO Game of Thrones territory yeah, there. Absolutely. So, you know, guys, did you guys notice the difference between like, especially the relationship between Rick and Carl now? Because it's awesome. Because like, um, in past ep- seasons, when Rick would do something crazy, like, I don't know, hold a gun to the entire town. <laughs> Carl right. would be upset with him or ashamed or scared of him. And, like, now, like, Rick comes back, like, after being knocked out. Carl's like, come here, my fucking crazy dad. Give me a, a hug and shit. I love it because Carl, even Carl fucking gets it. I think they've all kind of grown because yeah. whereas as a society right now, you have adults who've been through it all and they can teach the children. Well, this new world, Rick's trying to learn too. And we've seen them be on opposite sides of the same coin a couple of different times where one, when we had Farmer Rick, that was when we had Murderous Carl. And then, you know, on the flip. Oh, yeah. So now, I mean, they've both kind of grown to the point where they know that there's just a new limit to how far you take things and they're, they know where that's at now. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I'm going to tell where the episode though. Did you rate, did you rate it already? Oh, I wasn't sure if you rated it already. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, like the rest of the season is a Tupperware. There were a few episodes that I thought were slow at the time, but just like a painting, sometimes you can't always know what it's going to be. Yeah. And I should have had a little bit more faith, but yeah, absolutely a Tupperware. Tupperware for myself as well. Tupperware times three. Tupperware. (laughs) What'd you get? What'd you say, Sean? No, I, I agree with you. It's a Tupperware. All right, we got Woo! we got a Tupperware party. Tupperware party. So yeah, Tupperware, Tupperware party, party for the uh, you know. And I, how many seasons? Be, how okay? Do you how many more seasons do you think we get a Scott Gimple before they upset him and he leaves? I hope never, man. It's been so good. It's been really so good. good. It's been really good under Scott Gimple. I, I wish we could try to get Jake into some of these Gimple episodes because he fell off about where a lot of people did when they spent so much time at the farm. Well, I, that was still uh, – that was uh, Glenn Mazzara, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Like the, I think the first season was all Frank Darabont. Darabont, yeah. Second season started off with a lot of Darabont and then finished with Glenn Mazzara. Third season was Mazzara. Fourth season was the first Gimple season. This is the second Gimple season. Right. So – I think it, I think it was the farm where he fell off. I don't okay. think he made it into episode three or season, season three. I think he did. I think he honestly, I think he did try for season three. Gotcha. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't really see myself. I don't care who takes over. I don't see myself really stop stop watching this show because it's one of the best shows on TV. 
Like, it, there's some great TV right now, but it's still by one of the top, in the top five shows for, for geeky shows, let's say. You know what I mean? That I would always watch, no matter what. That, and they've done such a good job with all the character development. I mean, I'm so invested with these guys. I, I gotta know what's gonna go yeah. on next. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I got, I gotta keep on with the story. So and Daryl, love him. I gotta say, I mean, for, for people that know a little bit about what's going on, you know, in the comics later on, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they stopped where they did. Um, everybody like kept saying, oh, well, Nagan is coming. And that's, I mean, I'm not going to say who that is or what he does, but, uh, they held that back. And I think that's awesome because it was still so good and it still filled an hour and a half and they didn't have to release that out yet. A lot of people were bitching about saying that it didn't have the cliffhangers that the uh, previous seasons had. And I'm like, Bullshit. are you kidding me? I mean, there's a, there was like four or five cliffhangers bundled up. I mean, yeah. you know, we fucking saw, you know, uh, Morgan gets to see his buddy Rick for the first time in a clear state. <laughs> and and well, just, sort of. Rick does no, no, Morgan's in a clear state of mind. Well, yeah, but Morgan I mean, doesn't know if Rick is because he's just watching half a guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, what else do you need for a fucking cliffhanger other than I that? Think- I think I think this would have been my th- just just for me and you know kind of you know knowing the comics. I think at the end, just having a bat, kind of just you know somewhere, and someone grabs it and walks around with it, but you don't know who it is. But it has the barbed wire on it. Would have been kind of cool. Just just saying, you know, what I mean, just just give just to give it a little bit. Oh shit, this guy is coming. Okay, so you're saying like, like this is like the Michonne. Person. This is like the Michonne with the walkers moment at the end of season. Was it two? Well, I mean. Yeah. I, th- I think they've been beat. I mean, they're given so many clear signs that the wolves are coming. They're just not explaining who they are. I mean, and they're beating us over the head big time with it with this episode. Like, if you didn't happen to pick these up earlier on, here you go. So, I mean, I, I just thought it was great with how it was, with the intensity of within a two-minute span, that porch dick showing up with the fucking sword – Killing the husband, yeah, and then her saying to Rick, "Do it." And Rick immediately turns around, bam, and looks up. And Morgan's standing there. So many fucking things right then. Oh, I know. It was it was, awesome. it was intense. It was awesome. Yeah. And speaking of Porch Dick, did you guys see the Ballad of Porch Dick? No. The uh, the actor uh, because uh, Chris Hardwick referred to him as Porch Dick on I the saw Talking that, Dead, yeah. and he, they got it trending. Hashtag yeah. Porch Dick. Yeah, I I watched the song. It's a dude uh, playing the actual actor yeah. playing the ukulele, talking about how oh, I can't do this now because now I'm Porch Dick. Porch <laughs> Dick. <laughs> it, it, it's really funny. I'd check That's it out great. if you guys can. All right, another thing that happened in this episode was. The commercials that you skipped over. Yeah, no. <laughs> we got the first trailer for the new Walking Dead spinoff show, Fear the Walking Dead. Have you seen it, Frank? I saw the preview for that, yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah, it gets a title. It's called Fear the Walking Dead. It's a two-season commitment from AMC, so they've got a lot invested in this. They know that people are going to watch it. I mean, it could, it could anything Walking Dead related, it's going to get viewers. It's going to be a six-episode uh season it's gonna be this summer and it's set in los angeles um thr they talked about the characters on the show cliff curtis 
gang-related, stars as Sean Cabrera, a teacher who shares a son with his ex-wife. Sons of Anarchy's Kim Dickens is set to co-star as Nancy, a guidance counselor who works at the school with Sean and is seeing him romantically. Frank Delane from Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince co-stars as Nancy's son, Nick, who has battled a drug problem. And Alicia Debnam Carey from Into the Woods is set... As Nancy's ambitious daughter, Ashley, who is the polar opposite of Nick and has dreams of leaving L.A. for Berkeley when the apocalypse strikes. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to – I am looking forward to seeing the uh, the Walking Dead spinoff because it's going to be set in a time where we really didn't get to see – the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. We it was from Rick's perspective. Right. Two three weeks after the zombie apocalypse had already gone down, and we're thrust into this world looking through it in Rick's eyes. Now we are watching the zombie apocalypse in Los Angeles as it's happening. The genesis, the origin of this. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to this series. Six episodes. I'm down with that too. Yeah. The short. I mean, that helps to keep them nice, tight, and focused. They don't want to try to go all crazy with the story early on. Well, see, and they're trying, kind of giving. I mean, they're not doing a trial period with this either. I right. mean, they're giving it two fucking seasons, but they're doing the exact same thing that they did with the first season of The Walking Dead, which was only six episodes. Right. So I think it's smart because then, I mean, just. Based on the name alone, and because you talked before on the show about, well, what are they going to name it? Right. They, they just added the word fear before it, so people are going to know what it is and what it's related to. Yeah. That's yeah. going to sell the first two seasons alone, right. so you know it's going to be funded. I'm, I'm right. hoping it's good. The only cutback we've ever really gotten into that time period was in season two, uh, they did a cutaway to Atlanta when Lori and Shane and Carl uh, were stuck in traffic outside of Atlanta, and then you see them dropping the napalm bombs into the streets. That's really the only visual we've gotten. That's it, yeah. And uh, I, I think it really would be interesting to see that and see society change. We see how it's changed, but now we get to go back and see that transformation. Well, yeah, and then, like, you know, uh, news updates on, like, you know, what this is and, like, what people are calling it. Uh, I wonder if they'll try to throw in any, like, religion, like any religious group saying, you know, it's the end times and people holding signs and shit. You oh, know yeah. What I mean? Right before zombies fucking, like, kill them all. You know, just crazy shit. I, I want to see all these things, like, happen. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, Dave, what do you think the zombies would do at noodles? <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about is fucking noodles. Um, no, I, I just, I really hope that, that they don't make it too preachy. You know, that somebody doesn't go in with an agenda like we're going to make this Mother Earth turning against the virus of humanity. Like, I just hope we get a good story. Because the comic never really explained how shit went down, so they're they're on brand new territory. So I hope we get an interesting story that it's not just a preachy cash grab. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching. I'm like I'm like you, Sean. I'll be watching regardless. Yeah, it's it's, it's nothing that they can't do. And and I'm gonna be honest, AMC is knocking it out of the park right now. And and I, Brian, I'll let you get into that next. Uh, the next, you know, show that you had seen a clip for, but yeah. they, they seem to, they seem to just be dragging all punches and just, you know, they're going all out. Well, so. you know, I, they're, they're back on the right track for me. They are. I, I think that they kind of, uh, I, I love Hell on Wheels. It's a great show, but it's not the ratings, you know, juggernaut that fucking Walking Dead is. Right. Um, and, but I was a little worried with the direction, you know, they're losing Mad Men. So, uh, 
which I think is great. Thank God, because like a lot of AMC's budget goes into fucking keeping John Hamm doing that show. So I'm cl- kind of glad the show's leaving. But when I hear rumors of like, oh, let's have a fucking Mad Men spinoff. And, you know, I am glad that Bob Odenkirk got his Better Call Saul, and I'm hearing it's doing great, and that's, oh. that's, that's awesome. Great show. Great fucking show. See, and, and I, I'm happy to hear that. But when I hear about, like, AMC just recycling things that have been working for them and not creating new content, and mm-hmm. that's what scares me. But, yeah, let's talk about the Humans trailer that dropped. Now, this is a new show, and the first thing I thought of when I fucking saw this trailer was Alex and Ada, the comic book that I'm reading. I, it might have nothing to do with it, but it has to do with basically like robots and shit. And here's the here's the uh, synopsis for the show. Humans is set in a parallel present where the latest must-have gadget for any busy family is a synth a highly developed robotic servant eerily similar to its live counterpart. In the hope of transforming the way they live, one strained suburban family purchases a refurbished synth only to discover that sharing life with a machine has far-reaching and chilling consequences. So, dude, uh, I didn't get that from the teaser trailer, but, dude, that's the fucking hook right there. I mean, that's the fucking hook for me. Right there. Uh, I didn't get that from the teaser trailer. They just kind of showed like one coming off the line, I think, and then unzipping it, unpackaging un- un- it, and you see the, 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 the robotic synth female. She looks very attractive. And right then, I'm hooked. I love robots. I, I, I've said multiple times I'd fuck one. I was just going to ask you about that. Is yeah. she a fuckbot? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, would you, is she one you would fuck? Well, I, <laughs> according to this last fucking <laughs> sentence that I just read about the, you know, the synopsis here, uh-huh. they, that sharing life with a machine has far-reaching and chilling consequences uh probably not a bot i want to fuck she, that's probably why that she was refurbished because her shit don't get warm <laughs> i don't know this will this will i'm gonna be i'm this is gonna be my only issue with this is that fox did being human and it didn't work out well for them i would hope that AMC's budget is you know because I, I felt like being human i don't know if you guys watched it, i did but i did i, I I really enjoyed it, to be honest. I really enjoyed the show. It was a Tupperware. Absolutely. Yeah. From beginning to end. And, and yeah, it was the budget, dude. Yeah. That budget was crazy. So I don't know if AMC can – hopefully they'll have really good storylines that, 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 you know, will play better. But uh, you know, it, it, I feel like AMC knocks out the park pretty well. So I'm not – I'm going to watch it no matter what. I'm still going to watch it because it has to do with robots and sci-fi. Yeah. So I love that kind of shit. But, yeah. you know, I just said being human just, you know, it didn't work, work for Fox. So I hope this works for AMC. That's all. Yeah. Um, see, the thing is, okay, I, I, I'm, I think AMC, they know what night to put shit on. I think they're going to put it in a block that makes sense for that show. Fox, on the other hand, sometimes they're ridiculous with their blocks that they have on. Um, Agreed. Being human, what, I mean, the night it was on, it should have been like, it should have been like, uh, being human, Sleepy Hollow or something, something that falls in the line of or it comes on after something that gets strong ratings that people are watching. But it feels like they they put like Arrested Development when that was on Fox, like they throw it on there at at like a fucking like 830 on a fucking Tuesday night or some weird night or some shit. And it nothing that followed it even made sense. For that block. I mean, like, Fox is kind of doing that a little bit better now. I mean, they've got New Girl, and then after that, 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 uh, Weird Losers show 
now. Those kind of shows are similar. Like even NBC, like they do like uh, shows that like back each other up really well. But Fox has kind of struggled with this in the past. I think that's one of the reasons Being Human failed too. That and the budget was fucking astronomical. You said, hey, we- hey, hey Brian, let me ask you a question but on, Fo- on the Fox note real quick. Yeah. Did you watch Empire? Dude, I am still watching episodes of Empire. It is fucking awesome. You there, Chief? Wait, wait, I can't hear you. Okay, <laughs> okay. Hear you. No, oh, shit. No, I, he said it was horrible. <laughs> I did not. I said, <laughs> I said, um, I said having Dave on the show is horrible. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm fucking with you. No, um, I said that Empire, I, I'm loving it, dude. I'm still, I'm still making my way through the episodes. I'm on like episode yeah. six. Okay, okay. But I love it. It's Sean, really if good. they don't give Cookie the Emmy, she got robbed. Yo, yo, I'm not gonna lie to you, Dave. Yo, she should really get the Emmy because she does a bang up job. The scene, Hell of a job. the scene where they announced their engagement and her facial expressions, and then taking that chick to task, and then walking out of the room. Oh, and by the way, and pulls her coat up to reveal her being in lingerie, and smacks it, and goes, uh, "Yeah, that's an ass." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That is phenomenal." Yeah, she definitely she definitely deserves an Emmy. Definitely one of the most best characters of 2015. Like literally hands down. I, I don't know what other character that sh- that is probably better than her. And Empire is doing so well in the ratings. There's no way that they wouldn't get an Emmy at this point. I, I bought that whole so. soundtrack on iTunes the day they released it. Ah, <laughs> I got Spotify, so I auto- I automatically just listened to it and it sounded okay. It was okay. There's some stuff, some of this stuff I'm not really keen to, like, some of the hip hop stuff I'm not really on. Like, I'm not really into that, that new age hip hop kind of shit, so, I'm more of a Tribe Called Quest kind of dude. Yeah, so. dude, I'm with you there. <laughs> Tribe Called Quest, uh, Jurassic 5. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That's hey, I, I talked to. about Michonne and Morgan busting into Public Enemy. I didn't get any backup. <laughs> oh, okay. no. I, I was with you, I was with you. I don't think they'll be able to do it, cause it's not Empire, but. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for it to happen. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that Terrence Howard went to TV. You know what, though? I think that – you know what's funny? I, and with, with his career, I think he's better He's better on TV than he is in movies. You know? He's had some good movies, but his TV right now, like right now, he's like I said, one of the best best TV shows right now. I think – I think he's best suited for it at this point. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. you know, Timbaland is one of the producers of that show. And I think years ago, Terrence Howard and him were having some conversation or some bet or whatever. And, you know, he said, oh, yeah, Timba, if you ever do a show on TV, I'll be glad to do that with you. And I think that, you know, he just checked, cashed in that check. That's what happened. He said, hey, guess what? I just got a production deal. Terrence, you're coming back to TV. There you go. I guess. I guess there you go. You know what it reminds me of, though. Remember how? You remember? And Brian, I don't know if you maybe Dave, you might remember too. Frankie might remember too. Remember New York Undercover? Vaguely with Malik Yoba. Well, back in the day, you know, they used to have like all type of artists and all type of like singers and you know R and B and rappers and stuff like that. This has that same vibe. That's why I think it's so successful because you know no TV show right now is really doing that unless you get in some bullshit reality TV show. You know, like uh, uh, love and hip hop or some bullshit like that. Yeah. But with this show, it, this is a scripted show, and and it it's it's it just gives that vibe of you know 
hip hop is you know still there and stuff like that. And, and I really I really enjoy that about the show. Dude, they really emphasize the fucking drama on the show. Like the the music drops, like when something dramatic happens, is almost right. straight out of like watching Dallas and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I love it though, man. I fucking at first I was like. That's cheesy as hell. Now it's like, I want to hear those fucking sounds. They've got me fucking trained. Like, I want to hear those fucking, like, uh, fucking dramatic drops, you know? I, I mm-hmm. love this show. It's really fucking good. Hey, did you see the previews yeah. for another Android show, Westworld? Oh, yeah, Westworld. Is, is, yeah, it is HBO. Yeah, yeah we've, we've talked about that on previous episodes. We haven't seen it. I haven't seen a teaser trailer or anything like that mm-hmm. for it. But, yeah, that's one that I'm looking forward to. I going to say, uh, look for that, man. I yeah. can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Um, let's see here. Dave, do you have any good pop, bad pop for us this week? I brought some comics. All right, Dave's comics. Okay. Domesticated this, Dave. Of all of the Star Wars comics that Marvel has been releasing, there was one that I was waiting for more than any other. And Princess Leia. Yeah, uh, you're right. Tupperware party. Uh, no, it was, uh, Canon, the last Padawan. Uh, anybody who's watching Star Wars Rebels? This is the our fearless leader of the uh, little rogue group, and we get his origins in this story. But the pleasant surprise when you open up the book, you're immediately cast into the world of Star Wars Rebels. And I guess you don't really realize how clunky some of that animation is until you see it rendered on the page. And each of the characters from Rebels uh, are just beautifully drawn. They are. Uh, the artist on this, uh, Pepe Larraz, just does an amazing job. Uh, whoever did the editing, they got the lightsaber colors totally wrong on the cover than from what's in the book, and that's my one complaint mm. about the book. Is that you got to have a little continuity on You're that? You're a nitpicky son of a hey bitch. Man, I, 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 <laughs> no, that's a pretty big faux pas. Completely wrong lightsaber color. No, this is like cover. Frank with the fucking coffee and shit. Oh, come on. If it was fucking uh, Vader with a blue lightsaber, would you be saying the same thing? Yeah, yeah. One, <laughs> I guess you're right. There's one guy who has a purple lightsaber, and it ain't Kanan. Let me tell you. Okay. On the cover, Kanan's got a purple lightsaber. So, Do you like how they're doing the opening crawl for every book? I love that. Yeah, it's, I love it. They, love it's it. definitely a wonderful continuity. Well, I love I love the opening crawl from like the Vader book. It makes it makes the the rebels seem like they're the evil ones. The the, the opening crawl is like pro fucking empire. I fucking <laughs> love it. It's so awesome. Have you noticed how a lot of them start with a shot of a ship coming through space? Yeah, like yeah. They, they really committed to it. Yeah. Um, hey, so- Sean, are you reading these books too? You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> have I'm you read, on it every week. Like when 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 they drop, I'm on them, no matter what. Have you read so. this? Uh, have you Have you been watching Rebels? Oh my God, Tupperware. Yeah, Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you read Canon then? Yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm skimming through it now. I did read it though, but I'm skimming through it now. Looking at the, the artwork, like I said, is amazing. Anyway, so don't spoil it, um, dude. Don't spoil it for me. I haven't I read this yet. I won't. Yeah. I promise, I won't. Nice. <laughs> But yeah, I just wanted to talk about the the good pop that uh, it was. I, I I have not. I've been. I guess I've been in the minority. I've not been overly impressed with the Star Wars books. You are far. in the minority. Yeah, I just they they weren't doing it for me, and so I was just hoping, praying that this would be great and make up for some of that disappointment. And it just 
Grand Slam, Tupperware all the way. As long as they're just not making lightsabers the wrong colors, right? Because nothing infuriates <laughs> only, domesticated Dave more. Only Mace fucking Windu got like a purple you, lightsaber. like you work for fucking Crayola over here, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> no, I, uh, fucking I, Sherwin-Williams. I, I also have to have a little bad pop. All um, right. Convergence number zero. Okay, so this is like the introduction to the new uh, fucking event going on over at DC. Yeah, right? Secret Wars Light is coming out from uh, DC. <laughs> no, if they put it out sooner, they're original. Don't worry. Um, no, it's basically uh, a follow-up to if you've been reading Superman comics, he pushed Vril Docs through a portal, which I know, crazy, Superman pushing something through a portal to solve a problem. He didn't throw it into the sun, so that's an improvement. It's a good, it's a, it's a good thing that they haven't run out of original ideas over there at DC, Dave. <laughs> so they're, they're basically following up on what happens after they go through the portal. And to sum it up, it's sort of like, remember those old scenes where... Picard, who's writing Who's writing this comic? The, the comic is written by Dan Jurgens and Jeff King. But I got to say, uh, Ethan Van Skyver's art is... Uh, very iconic. It, it harkens back to the pre-52 days, and I think that's on purpose. There is uh, moments of greatness in the art, but the story just comes off like those old episodes where um, Picard goes to see Q, and like you don't ever really know which version of Q you're talking to, and they're constantly in different spaces, but mm-hmm. are they anywhere at all? That's just kind this of. This guy sounds like he comes from the school of uh, Grant Morrison. Yeah, I, he, he, there's definitely a lot of Morrison influence here. Um, which Multiversity Ultra Comics one? Right, man, that was a bummer. Ain't that the truth? Uh, that was man. a bummer. I dropped off after issue <laughs> two of that, dude. But it, the one cool thing, other than the art that the that the writer includes, is. He name drops Injustice in here. Oh. And up until this point, the Injustice digital comic book has had no crossover with the DC universe. That's true. And there's, like, we see the, the Brainiac, like, we see a, like, a ton of different versions of Brainiac in this, but we also see the Injustice version of Brainiac, and that's the first time you've ever seen any Injustice. So, Convergence? If you give me High Chancellor Superman as a villain in the DC universe post convergence, Tupperware, I will, I will take back all this bad pop negativity because that's what I want to see. I don't know if anybody ever read Irredeemable by a little guy named Mark Wade, where he told the story of what if a Superman decided he was an angry god and we were all ants? Well, that's High Chancellor Superman from Injustice, and. That's 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 the one thing I'm asking for. I'm going to read all your goddamn convergence and talk about it and whether you deserve it or not, you're getting my money just like fucking Sean with the Walking Dead comics, except I'm going to read it and you uh you give me you give me High Chancellor Superman and we'll we'll retroactively uh tupper, well I'll at least taste it. Okay. But yeah, it's Convergence Zero. Skip it if you've seen Star Trek The Next Generation. If they do High Chancellor Superman, I'm Tupperware in that shit. Yep. I'm Tupperware in that conditional. shit. It's a conditional. That's awesome. One, now, one condition. I've uh, I've played the Injustice uh, fighting game that's got the same storyline, I believe. Okay. So at least I know what I'm yeah, talking about. There. Yeah, it's a digital comic, and you can get it in print form. But gotcha. yeah, it's pretty it's, – it's, it's, it's sold so fucking well, and I don't think they expected it to. No. Right. They didn't expect it to. And um, – 
it's selling so well. It, it, it's it's really a fun comic because it was like it was kind of like DC's like version of like what if. Right. Well, I think but they dark. Just, I think they just wanted it as a gateway drug for anybody like Frank, who was really into the video game, and yeah. Yeah. might pick up a comic book, sure. and then it became a thing of its own. Yeah, it's a really neat story. It certainly didn't hurt uh, my chances. I, I I have been slowly, slowly getting into more print form comics. But uh, I'm not all the way caught up on what I want to talk about yet. I can yet, tell so you're really excited about reading them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like talking about Grandma making him go to church with him or something. Shocks. <laughs> no, time, time's at a premium, and I, uh, I, I telegraphed a couple weeks back that I picked up that uh, 75th year Joker book. And uh, I've read the first two comics out of the 20 that are in it. I thought um, you were going to say, I read the first two pages. No, I, I read through the first two <laughs> comics. And it's uh, it, it's a neat way, uh, way of seeing how Bob Kane originally envisioned these characters. And they're quite different than what anybody, you know, who just watches the movies, you know, would know. Yeah, I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad they did change the origin from the old Bob Kane origin where a bat just flew through his window. Batman. <laughs> well, I, oh, I just picked yeah. up the Joker. Oh, book. the Joker book. Yeah. Okay. So I'm it's Batman. Yeah, it's just it's just uh, Joker centric stories. Right. But they did start off with the, uh, the his first appearance, and uh, he he was uh, just really tricky and murderous, and immediately started off with that gas. Where when they died, they had the smile stretch across their face. So yeah, he's always been creepy, mm-hmm. and uh, like I think this is my gateway. Here, like I've tried, I've got that Marvel Unlimited, hardly ever touch it, but, uh, something about the psychosis of the Joker is, is attractive to me. That's, and it's that's kind of comforting me to know. <laughs> that's, that's, hey Brian, come over to my house and make a podcast. <laughs> something about the Joker is very, it's his psychosis, I like it, I'm drawn yeah. to it. Frank, if the killing joke doesn't. Oh, I already read that. Okay, okay. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I read that first. And that was what told me I had to I had to read more mm-hmm. and just um, Alan Moore, I think <laughs> I don't know names yet. But um, have you read Watchmen yet? No, you should read that next. Oh, Dude, there's so many. Do what? not read that. It's so so long. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sean. I love Sean. Have you read Watchmen? I tried to read that shit. Oh. I couldn't do it. You need- I, I, I tapped out. You know. You know what. You know what it is, Brian. With me is that I love art, and art for if if the art is not there for me, then I will not gravitate to the storyline as much as I should. Like it's like ah, uh, this is kind of boring. I don't like this. It's it's really weird with me. Like I I just have a really big thing. I mean, me being an artist. It's too. It, it's just. It's just really weird for me. Okay. And I tried to read Watchmen. I just could not get through the shit. I was like, I can't. I wow. Out. So okay, so. Mister Style, fuck substance over here, Sean <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> fuck substance, right? <laughs> well, it's not. You know, it, I can read some things, but you know, you must Tupperware every fucking Michael Bay movie ever. I fucking hate Michael Bay. I hate yes, yes. But I'm saying, I mean, his visuals are so beautiful. Everything looks so pretty on screen. I thought you'd tuck away the shit out of it. But but this is comic book stuff. Like you know, it's it's. I have a different. I just have a different taste in art for some. You know, it's yeah. not everything, Brian. It really isn't. It's just Watchmen. Just never really. Well, why, never don't, why don't me. you give Why don't you give uh, Frank a really awesome recommendation for a good book? 
Oh fuck! No, don't put me out there like that. No, I was just—I was just gonna immediately toss it the moment that you. Oh. <laughs> I don't, don't want to do that to him. You I don't know. You didn't fall for it. Find, find your own way, Frank. I'm gonna let you find your own way. For me, I'm, I'm stumbling around. I'm going. I don't care. I mean, I, I could read a Frank Miller or an Alan Moore book, and it could be stick figures that Frank fucking drew. <laughs> you know, like each one of them would have dicks. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love—I love Frank Miller though. I love yeah. Frank Miller. Yeah, it's I don't know what it was, man. It's just weird. I, you know, I might revisit it. You know, since everybody's giving me shit about it, I'll go back. <laughs> remember we are anti-bullying. I, I can't give I can't give you shit because I didn't read it either. So, <laughs> all right, strike that. We are pro-bullying. <laughs> David, David, thank you for uh, injecting some comic books into this fucking podcast this week, sir. That's very cool of you. So thank you. Huh. Great reviews. Um, even though the bad pop, the bad pop was still a good damn good review because you fucking you teased the uh, fucking uh, evil superman and shit that's pretty fucking awesome all right i'm gonna talk about a show uh i wrote notes on this one oh, wow. yeah i know i can't i wrote them on actual well like handwritten holy handwritten. shit yeah this is like did a- your hand cramp up afterward it- what? <laughs> well, anytime I have to write anything oh, at all, my fucking hand hurts. I know, like when, it, like school days and shit. Yeah, I could write forever, right? Because right. you're in school, you've like trained that and shit, right? Yeah. N- now I write shit. It's like I gotta stop. I gotta rub my arm and no shit. shit. Yeah, like I'm. You fucking... get like two sentences out. I'm like, damn, this is hard. I know. Fingers are cramping. I know. <laughs> it's fucked up. Next thing you know, I'm gonna have to have a life alert around my neck and shit. <laughs> Wait, wait, do I, do I get a good pop? Bad pop? Oh. Hey, you know what? We're not done. This segment can go on and on and on. Like, like your rant about how you fucking hate Watchmen. <laughs> oh, oh, shit, okay. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Oh, no, you know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna fuck my handwritten shit here. Sean, what do you have for good pop, bad pop? I am a horrible, no, I'm horrible to my guests. I don't let my guests fucking, you know, get their good pop, bad pop out of the way. And Sean, well. what do you got for us, man? Well, since I, you know what, I, on my show, we don't talk comic books like that. So I love when you guys talk about comic books, especially Brian, you know, you used to get so in depth with the comic book shit. I love that. So like this week, I, I gotta say, I picked up, I've had, actually had it for a couple of weeks, but you know, to talk about it on here is kind of cool. Yeah. I got the, I got the complete cover by James John from Fables. Wow. Yeah. It's all his covers combined. Like, you know, it's, one of the most and, – and, Brian, you know who James John is, don't you? Yes, I do. Oh, my God. This book is remarkable. It is one of the – he is one of the best artists I've ever seen in so my life. So this is a collection of all the covers? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. It is it – is, it's, a, it's a $50 book in value, but it's fucking worth it. It is so worth it. And I've – and just recently in the last maybe couple years, probably in the last year or so, I've became a, a giant fan of, 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 of James John. And you know his artwork in this book. If if you're if you're a really big person on artwork and you've seen his artwork and you've seen his covers, this is one of the best books, one of the best art books I've ever seen in my life. It, it's just what he what he does and what he like kind of just he goes all out and in the way he tells a story in a cover is just amazing and just the colors and the way he draws is is remarkable, man. That's just awesome. Remarkable. That's awesome. For anybody listening who doesn't know what Fables is, it's sort of like Once Upon a Time, but uh, less homogenized, way truer to the original stories. They had talked about and I think they are still going to do a Fables TV show. They had talked oh. about it before Once Upon a Time even came out, but I don't think they wanted to credit the people that you know they don't want to have to pay like royalties or whatever the fuck to the people that own fables so they like they made their own version sure. of fables and called it once upon a time now 
Fables, I think, actually is going to be made into a TV show or a movie or something, last I heard. But, nice. you know, it's one of those things that they put on the shelf, then they take it off, dust it off a little bit and talk about it more. And I don't know if it'll ever get made, but, um, yeah, uh, that's awesome, dude. I've, 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 I haven't, I've never read Fables. Really? Yeah, I've never read Fables. Um, but I always picked up the books and looked at them and they're very pretty. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, that's I mean that's just something that you know I think people you know would want to see and and if you get a chance to see it in the bookstore, pick it up and just like flip through it and you will be you will be amazed by just the shit you see. So definitely, James John uh, Fables: The Complete Covers, awesome. All right, so it got an awesome rating here on Pop Culture Leftovers. I'm that's, that's sorry, a- Brian. Let me give this. I'm sorry. Let me give this shit a Tupperware because it was fucking oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Tupperware. Okay, I can take that. I, so I'd never heard of the awesome rating, Sean. Excuse oh. me. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm uh, watching. It's a DirecTV original series. So it's not – if you don't have DirecTV, I don't know how the fuck you can watch this thing. And uh, it's called Billy and Billy. Have you guys heard about this? Mm-mm. No, never heard of it. Okay. It's a, uh, it's a series that stars Adam Brody as Billy and Lisa Joyce as – Billy. Yeah. All right. Uh, the show starts off really awkward. Uh, there's a guy, uh, Billy, and he's in bed with uh, Billy. Yeah. And after a night of drunken sex, apparently. So um, you find out that this is their first time having sex, but they aren't talking like two people who just met and hooked up. Uh, they're acting like they know each other really, really well, the way they're talking to each other. The banter back and forth is really familiar uh, to these two. Um, they bicker, they're like kind of bickering like a married couple, and she's talking about, you know, how he won't call her the next day, or that, you know, text and all this shit. And, um, and like, like he does this all the time, like he's hooking up with different women all the time, and she's just like another notch on the bedpost. And they're trying to figure out if they're gonna see each other after this night of drunken sex. Um, and so, let me get to the hook of this show. By the end of the episode, uh, they're laying in bed, and she says, who's going to tell mom? Oh. oh! Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, <laughs> don't jump to conclusions. Uh, they are stepbrother and stepsister, and the parents met in their late teens, and – they lived together for a few years, couldn't stand each other, apparently, is what they said, and then didn't see each other for years after they moved out of the house, met up when their parents renewed their vows. Uh, one thing led to another at this ceremony or whatever, after the ceremony, and they hooked up. It, uh, Guys, I know that sounds fucked up. This show is funny. It's original in its story. It's a very – it has very Kevin Smith feel to it, especially in the first two episodes with the dialogue that they have. It feels very Kevin Smith. And, well, uh, don't tell Jake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Instant toss it, right? <laughs> So right down to the dialogue and even the typewriter font that they use, you know, on screen to transition from, you know, uh, scene to scene uh, is is that Kevin Smith's uh, font mm. from yeah, that typewriter font from Clerks. And um, I'm, I'm going to Tupperware this show. It is if you have direct TV, if you can watch it on demand, watch it. Uh, it is it is absolutely phenomenal. It's a it's a smart 
uh, sitcom. It's a very smart sitcom. It's half an hour, and since it's direct TV, there are it's a direct TV original. There are no commercials. Nice, and I love it. So it's a full half hour, and it's a great show. I'm going to Tupperware Billy and Billy. So definitely watch this. So to search it online, is it? Billy with a Y and then Billy with an I? Yes. Okay. Billy with an I-E. Okay. At the Billy with Y and I-E. Yep. So absolutely phenomenal show. I love it. So I think they're about four or five episodes in. Um, so, yeah, watch it if you can. Yeah. That's uh, my uh, good pop, bad pop. Uh, anybody have anything else? Uh, I got one other thing if nobody else got anything. Go for it. Uh, this, uh, <clears throat> yesterday afternoon, while I was waiting for floor finish to dry, I watched Furious 7. Ah, Sean, you watched Furious 7 as well. I did. Ooh. You guys get to have a discussion. Nice. Uh, real quick, uh, unprofessional synopsis. You got the same crew encountering some more superpower bad guys. Um, in, in this one, it's more about revenge. We've got Jason Statham in it and uh he plays the brother of Owen Shaw his name's Deckard Shaw and he's out for revenge um so it they play it off as if the death from one of the characters in the third movie is tied into this that the, he did that so it kind of makes that one uh, a post quill i guess happened later than in the series than what actually occurred I, I don't know anyway so uh without getting too deep going like frame by frame in the movie it's very much in line with the rest of those in the series. Lots of over-the-top action set pieces. It's like a popcorn flick. I mean, you really can't watch it too closely for its believability because that that's not going to happen. But um, uh, it's very fun. Kind of gave me like a little 80s-ish action movie spiel, like uh, with some one-liners with The Rock and stuff. He gets out of a truck at one point with holding a Gatling gun, and she asks, Where, did you call for backup? And he goes, woman, I am the backup. And so it's fun. Um, for me, the movie is a, a high-tasted, uh, you know, your your typical things that you would expect that aren't there, like super deep story plot. I mean, you don't it, need that in exactly, every movie. Exactly. Sometimes you just want to shut your fucking brain off and watch Expendables and right. watch Fast and Furious. Right. Um, the, the, one of the or, things. Yeah. You don't want to read Watchmen. You just want to see pretty pictures in a book, right, Sean? Um, one of the things that well really the only thing that's keeping this from being a uh, tupperware for me Uh and i'm gonna sound a little bit like jake is it's two hours and 17 minutes long fuck you (laughs) you You fucking protege motherfucker Somewhere Jake is smiling right now. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Man, you know what? I meant to call you out on some shit, some of that shit, man. I wanted to say something. No, 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 no. Yo, sometimes, sometimes I be listening, man. I be like, come on, Frank. You (laughs) don't agree with that. No, man. No, no. Let Sean talk. I no. I listen to you and fucking Jake talk all the fucking time. Let somebody talk. I've been giving him so much shit about Watchmen, and I shouldn't be because he's the only one backing me on this shit. Sean, let set the man straight. Wait, hello? Yeah. No. See, of course, I wanted to set the man straight, and then we get dropped off. I was like, God damn, I was about to get to something good. No, um, no, 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 no. What I was gonna say, because sometimes Frank, when you when you say things, I I'm like, okay, well, Frank, you know, yeah, he, he agrees with it, and then for some reason. When when Jake says he didn't like it or something, you turn around and be like, nah, I didn't like it. 
And I'm saying, I'm like, hmm. I'm like Frank. You just said that you like. I kind of, I kind of felt that you almost liked it or you didn't like something. And then I was like, God damn it! Yeah, I we are. I feel like something like we almost have you, and then he's like, you just let it go. Like, <laughs> Sorry. You know, like, About the only thing I could think of is if he brings up something like a different way of looking at it that I hadn't seen before, maybe. But I, I, I don't think I would. I would wonder what the ratio is about me flip flopping on him. I, as well, versus I feel like, like Jake Brian. hates everything. So, yeah, <laughs> 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 that's mostly true. No, I've seen a change. I've seen a change in you, Frank. It's, it's Since, okay. It is what it is. When, what we, do? when we first started doing the show, you were so optimistic and you loved everything. And uh, <laughs> Jake. Jake is like a fucking cancer. He's like a he's like a fucking tumor, and now, and now you're this cynical son of a bitch that doesn't like the way women drink coffee on TV shows. I knew you were going there. And things are too long now. No, you, man. no. Now movies are too long. You are Jake. Oh my gosh! Yes. No. I just I I don't know, and it could have been pressure from like the job because when it got over, I had to go back and do some things. But it felt like I was sitting there an awfully long time for a movie that is designed, I mean, to be only giving you as much story as what it needs to. All right, final walk, uh, Paul Walker performance. Let's wrap it up. Now, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the All thing. All right, thing. Paul. Come that, on, Paul. That, that, ain't, that is not what took so long. Wrap I do, it up, Paul. I do want to talk about that. A lot of people have been wondering, like, how are they going to wrap up the series and stuff? And uh, can, can we get into a little bit of spoilers on it at all? Wait, let me let me give you my let me let me tell you real quick how I felt about the movie. Yeah, real quick. let's oh, try and talk spoiler. about it. Um, I'm gonna. I, I really enjoyed the movie. I give it a fucking Tupperware because you know if if you haven't seen every single movie, I, I don't think you'll be invested as much as I was. I've seen every single movie in the theater since they first came out. So you know these movies really don't do any wrong. Like I can just I can I know what what I'm getting out of this movie. I know I'm gonna get fucking balls to the wall crazy shit. I know that, you know, this, this in reality, this none of this shit would happen. But, you know, it, it stays true to, to the series, and, and I, I enjoy that. I I don't have a problem. Like, I couldn't – there's no ring that I wouldn't – and I had so many – there was so much emotion for this movie because, you know, Paul Walker did pass away. And I actually – I'm going to be honest with you. I got fucking misty eye like a motherfucker. I ain't going to lie to you. And I'm look. I'm a six foot two black dude. <laughs> I'm, you know, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Like I got, I, I felt some type of way. And if you've lost a person in your life, you know, there's things that just like, oh man, like it, it's just fucked up. And it was just really a sad thing. And I, I really do. I enjoy this movie. Uh, Frank's I, the I, guy. I, Frank's the guy. Like, oh, this yeah, fucking yeah. funeral's too long. No, 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 no. Jesus, I, I barely knew this guy. I mean, no, that. I, I let it all go, Frank. I, I didn't care about, you know. He was Elsa. Uh, he let it go. You I, need to be Elsa, Frank. <laughs> let it go. That was my favorite part of the movie was how they handled that situation. Okay. And right. it, I, I think if I wasn't mistaken, like those individual shots of the, the remaining actors' faces, uh, I got the feeling that they just told him, like, think of Paul. And I think they got misty-eyed because, I mean, they look different there than they did every other step of the way. Yeah. And how they just ended it. I mean, the themes of family were already strewn in through this. It was very easy for them to just walk right into this and have it be respectful and just have him be put away. Okay. Can I can I make an assumption? Yeah. And you guys can answer it if you want to spoil it. If you don't want to spoil it, you don't have to answer it. Um, so he dies in the film. Correct? Uh, spoiler alert. No. 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 Okay. Guys, Andy Circus is playing him now. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
These movies don't do anything wrong. They, no. they I mean, in Tokyo Drift, you can dodge a man shooting a machine gun by drifting down the middle of the street. <laughs> You know, it, these but movies. That's what it's about, though. Okay, okay, okay. No, be, before Dave made me made me laugh hysterically, um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that that's tasteful, in my opinion. I mean, especially since his brother helped do a lot of the. Uh, he stood in for Paul in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that was him in the uh, super at the end. They have similar body types and they look very similar. Yeah. So he stood in for him in the movie, and it's like, oh yeah. Um, you get to watch your brother die, you know, yeah, in the movie. No. That, I think it's tasteful that he didn't. So I'm glad to hear that. They did the exact opposite. Right. Uh, Vin Diesel's character had some very nice words while they were racing down the road together. Yeah. I am Groot. <laughs> no. Oh. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, oh, well, I guess we could really talk about it for a minute. I mean, they're, they're, they, they, he leaves them standing on a beach and he says he doesn't want to say goodbye. And then we have all the individual looks on the faces of the actors. And then he, he leaves in, you know, the charger and then up pulls up a white super and it's, it's Paul. I don't think it's Paul. I think that's his brother there. Yeah. But they're at the red light and he says, what, you thought you could get away without saying goodbye? And then he talked a little bit more about him while they're racing down the road. And then just the Supra departs. It takes an off ramp. That's very tasteful. Yeah. It was, it was so, ta- it was so amazing. classy. It was classy. It really was. Yeah. There's a, there's a first time for everything in the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> no, it really was. It was very, very well done. And See, Dave, you're taking it too far. <laughs> you son of a bitch. We're having a moment here. This, this, this explanation yeah, of this movie is getting a little too long. No. Hey, guys, you know what I've learned from this? Never try to propose to a woman in front of fucking Dave because he's going <laughs> to fucking, he's going to ruin that shit. <laughs> What are you getting on bed to knee? Oh, you fucking kid. You know, you know when you're at the zoo and you're taking your kids and it's their first time seeing the hippo and you think it's, oh, neat, the kids are looking at it. Dave's that one that farts fucking loud and shits all over the place in the video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I just met you and I'm saying this shit. <laughs> I, I I find your spite delicious. He's feeding off of it now. He's literally feeding off of it. You're a fucking heckle leech. No, but that, that's yeah. that's uh, I, my question is: How is Jack Burton? He was okay. Really? I thought it was only okay. Do you think that okay? So, do you think Kurt Russell just did this movie as a cash grab, or like, did you did you like his character? Did, no. did he give you a good? Was he fucking? Uh, you know what I mean? Was he? Uh, I don't know. Glenn Close in Guardians of the Galaxy back? No, no, not that. I mean, I would say his performance was tasted. It wasn't like, oh my god, it's fucking Snake Plissken or anything like that. I mean, it should have been. Wait, wait, I know that would be cool. Did, did the there was some neat stuff. He had, no. he had a, he had a snake Plissken mo- he had a, he had a snake Plissken moment in the movie where it was fucking pretty badass, and then it, it just really kind of just ended like right there. It was like oh oh yeah 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 yeah, and so. and I mean, I'm more I'm more worried about telling anybody about what's going on with that um, than the well no he didn't okay sorry yeah, yeah he did he did he did okay I, he, he made it out I think yeah I, I, I think so yeah okay sorry I was thinking he didn't but yeah I know what you're talking about with the wink. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. I was so like, I mean, oh, that was cool, but what the fuck was the point? Like, I, sorry, like, there were there were moments of like, 
oh, what was the point of that? Like, okay, well, you know, it's a Fast and Furious movie, so I expect that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it didn't take me out of the film that he was in it. I just didn't. No. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, my God, it's him. I mean, it was okay. It made it meshed yeah. with the rest of the film. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess in a Fast and Furious movie, you're not going to say, oh, my God, it's him, because there's like 17 other hymns in this movie. True. Yeah. Um, don't exactly. they have Tony Ja in the film? Yep, he ends in it. He was badass in the he was badass as hell in this movie too. Dude, Tony Jaw could be in a fucking bagel bite and, uh, and be a badass. So I mean, was, the guy is fucking awesome. So is Jimon Hansu. Jimon Hansu? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, he was the uh, the other mercenary group's head. He was in the uh, chopper there at the end. Yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah, there was so many names. It was good. I mean, I just it there was. Sometimes it just so went, much it is just too went much. on a little too long. No, focus less on the the number. Sometimes so much is too much. The ending certainly what didn't take me out of it. I love that part. That was an absolute Tupperware. But you got to look at the movie as a whole. There was so much going on at all times. It was sometimes it was a little hard to keep up with why they were at where they were. You know what I mean? My palms were sweating. <laughs> yeah. I was nervous at some points. I was like, holy shit, is that going to happen? Right. That's I mean, a sign, that, that's a sign of a good movie. Yeah. The, I mean, all those action set pieces were great. I just, I, it, it was the, I'm going to say the plot, and I know it's what I should expect, but I should usually be able to keep up with a plot. And there, there was just a couple points where I was a little lost. I'm like, well, why are they, why are they doing that? What's going on? Just because there are so many characters and everybody does need so much screen time. Mm-hmm. Oh, Frank, the plot was pointless. It was completely pointless. It was just like, there was no fucking reason for it. Why would you even do it? The guy <laughs> found you every time. Why did you need the software? <laughs> right. Right. No, no, no. Sean, Sean, you backed it up. And, and, and Frank even said this more so. Sometimes you just need a movie where you turn your fucking brain off. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, your, your Tupperwares, the, the, I don't want to say the movie didn't have, like, emotional appeal because the ending did mean so much. Mm-hmm. But the whole movie on the whole, I mean, I don't know that a popcorn movie to me, it would be, have to be, like, absolutely amazing to be a Tupperware. Because to me, a Tupperware really has to have a, a combination of all things. Mm-hmm. Now, now, is Avengers a popcorn movie for you, or is that, not a pilot. It's more no. serious to the. Well, it's not so much that serious or not serious. There's a well-developed plot with well-developed characters. Right. With that, with this, I mean, it's it's a lot, a lot less sturdy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's so What's so funny about this, though, as we're like, uh, as you guys are talking about Fast and Furious, the conversation, like we haven't, me and Dave, I stopped watching after Tokyo Drift. Dave's sitting over here, like shrugging his shoulders, like, what are they talking about? <laughs> and Dave, you don't realize that, like, other people listening to the podcast might have seen Fast and Furious Seven. You're like, but you're 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 looking at your watch like you're fucking Jake over here. <laughs> what are these guys gonna wrap up this fucking conversation about Fast and Furious Seven? Yeah, some of our listeners may have listened to this. I'm going to let these guys talk about this fucking movie. Jeez, Dave. Like, the world fucking revolves around your ass. Oh, uh, my God. I mean, Dave, I mean, Dave I'm going to spoil the shit out of this tonight on our show, so <laughs> it doesn't even matter. <laughs> like, uh, Jake yeah. Harmon, he was a, he's a car guy, yeah. so I know he watched it. Nice. So, yeah, we, we, uh, we all extend into geekdom in various avenues. Last thing for Good Pop, Bad Pop. Last thing. Anybody watching The Flash? Can somebody – is somebody watching The Flash? Yep, yep. Sean? Damn right I'm watching it. All right. Let's I talk – everything. Fucking A. Hey, Frank, you've been replaced by Sean. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm just – you can be a geek and a leftover, so. I, I, I am an intern. I work for booze. <laughs> All right. We're gonna, and internet connections. 
real quick, we're going to talk about that last episode of The Flash, and uh, it was insane. Um, we got to see uh, the night Nora Allen was killed again, uh, the real relationship between Dr. Harrison Wells, Earbard Thawne. Um, what did you guys think about spoilers for The Flash? What did you guys think about that last episode? Does it feel like every episode is a penultimate episode or a finale to you? Yes, it does. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I love it, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, what did you guys think about that fucking reveal of uh, Dr. Harrison Wells and uh, Eobard Thawne? Dave, I'll let you go. Go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, the development of this character, and um, I'm I'm hoping that we will get more and more of his story. Yeah. I, I really hope that they're not bringing this to a crescendo this quick. I, I, I want way, way more reverse flash. Absolutely. Um, so uh, pretty much anything that, that's going to give us more of that story, because Grant Gustin's killing it. He's mm-hmm. good. He's but good. for me, the reverse flash is like the thing that keeps me coming back every episode. And Grodd, like, man, once Grodd shows up, I'm, I'm just going to be sitting waiting like – a half hour before, just making sure in case it starts early, I, they I are, don't miss it. They are using Grodd sparingly, which is nice, because, I mean, they are giving us a lot of reverse flash now. A lot of reverse flash reveals, you know, like, we get one reveal, and then the next week, we get another reveal, and then more reveals. I mean, I thought the twist and turns, I don't know, there's there's more twists and turns than an M. Night Shyamalan movie mm-hmm. in, in The Flash. And I love it. I, I think it's working really well. Um, the rogues have always been the thing that mm-hmm. makes me love The Flash. Cause, oh, yeah. Because uh, Wally West has been kind of on the back burner, but I've still been reading Flash because of the rogues. Uh, Barry Allen's cool. I got no problem with him, but yeah. uh, Wally was what, what always brought me back Absolutely. to The Flash. And through the new 52 and... The little bit of Wally West we got, which is a totally new character, so I'm not as invested as I used to be. The the stories of like shit, Captain Cold's on the Justice League now. You know, I mean, they've really focused in on what a great rogues gallery he has, mm-hmm. and that's something that I think was treated like a punchline in the past. And now we're getting the they're getting the respect they deserve. It's not just all Batman rogues. Mm-hmm. We're we're getting the Flash rogues are getting their yeah. their time in the sun. They're not the B listers or D listers or whatever. But I even mean, if they are, they revel in it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, so what? <laughs> well, I mean, superior, they're like the superior foes of Spider-Man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, which was yeah. like the one of the best books I've ever read. Absolutely. So. Sean, what did you think about the fucking reveal, dude? Um I love the reveal. I thought it was uh I, I expected, I feel like I expected it the whole time, but I didn't, like, it was weird, and, and the show just keeps, it just keeps knocking it out the park at every angle, and it, every story, it, even though it's CW, sometimes it gets a little, like, lovey, I don't care, though, like, I have no problem with any of that, like, the, what they're doing right now, it just, it works for me, and and I can just keep watching the show, and this, first of all, the special effects are fucking amazing. One of the best special effect TV shows yeah. right now. You and know, if like you, using the Flash is just amazing. I love it. And if you guys are frustrated because we're not speaking specifically about the reveal, it's because you need to go watch the show. Yeah. Like, they, we want to talk about the reveal in specifics, but we want even more for you to watch it. 
So please go watch it. If you bought it on iTunes, <laughs> he's looking at me. <laughs> you should watch it. We don't want to. We don't want to ruin what has been a, for a CW show a surprisingly well developed mystery. It's Wait, can we talk about the trickster? Sure. And uh, how good that was. Yes. Yeah. Mark Hamill returns as the trickster, and uh, it was absolutely. Amazing, and they actually showed images of, uh, images of him from the original '90s series as the trickster. So he reprised his role, and it was just—it was amazing. And there was even a scene with with him and uh, John Wesley Shipp, who played the original Flash, together in a scene, which was very fucking cool. But I loved it. Tupperware Mark Hamill gives me hope for episode seven, man. Still got it. Yeah. Well, he was also in uh, Kingsman. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Mark mm. Hamill is in Kingsman. What, yeah, Sean, what do you think of Trickster, dude? Oh, I loved it, man. I thought I thought Mark Hamill was so on point. Like he even had like a Joker vibe. To, yes. To, to, sometimes. Yes. That's what. That's what I loved about it. Yes, he did. I think they. I, I think they tried to do that. They tried. So yeah. Yeah. It was very like a Joker nod. You know, for all the diehard fanboys of, you know, Mark Hamill's joke. Well, and he's got a totally, it's just gotta be like slipping on an old pair of comfortable shoes. Just like, yeah, I get to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I think what we're gonna do right now is, uh, I'm good pap, good, I can't even fucking talk. Good papped. I'm good papped, bad papped out. (laughs) I'm good popped, bad popped out right now. So we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back with the news. All right, hey, we are back. It is time now for what's up. I'm hearing like chatter. All right, it's time now for the pop culture leftovers news. Eventually, Jesus, this computer thing. Yeah, 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 read all about it. It's a leftover news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. So gangster, it's later than me. Oh, we lost Sean. Oh no! Special thanks to the Roots for. uh... Recording that bumper for us. That was very nice. <laughs> Root. You know, I get... <laughs> I get a bunch of beepies. We call him? This is professional, yeah. I think it uh, I think it accidentally hung up on uh, Sean here. Yo. Yeah, you <laughs> back, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... My shit keeps dropping off. I don't know why. I never had this issue. I don't know why. Oh, don't sweat it, man. It's, it's just because you're talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No, hey... <laughs> Let me pull back the curtain on that fucking bumper. The hear ye, hear ye fucking bumper. The news bumper. Yeah, yeah. Same guy that does the news bumper also did the uh, Pop Culture Leftovers movie review bumper. The heavy metal. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Same dude. Nice. Same dude. Very. Yeah, Jerry Socks! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Let's kick off news. This is something I wanted to talk to Dave about last week, and we didn't get to talk about it. Um. I never really watched the show. I've watched a handful of episodes, and I saw the movie, but I'm talking about The X-Files, the big announcement that was made. I guess it's a six-episode miniseries-like event. Uh, what's her name? Gillian Anderson, David Duchovny coming back, starring in their roles. Uh, David, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think, do you think it's uh, something that people are still going to watch? Um, yeah, without a doubt. There's, there's still uh... – rabid fan bases out there clamoring for this and uh i hope that they switch it up 
that now uh, Scully has kind of just gone off the deep end, is obsessively dealing with things, and Mulder is now the the whitewashed bureaucrat that is having to rein Scully in because he still thinks about the old times and feels like he contributed to her losing her career and losing possibly her sanity. I hope they really flip it on its head and uh, give us a whole new dynamic in this story. Who else – did anybody else watch X-Files? I did not. I'm wondering if I was in and out. Is it going to be something that I'm going to don't have say, to have first watched off, it? First off, Sean, don't ever say in and out around Frank ever. Okay, because it could yeah, turn into my it, bad. Yeah, it could turn into a whole lot of different things. <laughs> and, and it's not consistent either. Like I would have let that one pass. Yeah. I didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that you don't think that I'll grab onto. I didn't really get to. Don't watch. ever say grab onto again. <laughs> like I didn't really get to watch a lot of TV growing up when I would go hang out with Brian like when I was young that was the most TV I got to watch he he's the whole reason I know about Randy Macho Man Savage like I I when I really started to get to watch TV for real and I started like uh getting obsessed with shows and like using videotapes and taping them uh, hmm. there were two shows that I I was first obsessed with and that was the X-Files and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Like, uh, I, ha- I had all of them on those old clunky video cassettes. Heck, they're probably in a box somewhere up in, up in my storage unit. I, I, I can't wait for this. Okay. Um, so I've seen, I've seen a handful of episodes and I really like the show. And I, for some reason on a whim, I just went to the movie theater and watched their first movie when it came out and I loved it. And, uh, I'm just, how long has it been since they've they've done a show, uh, an X Files uh, movie or something? Okay, the the movie I think came out in like the late nineties, so it's got. Did they be. come out with two movies though? Uh, no, they uh, didn't come out with like a TV movie. They did. Or anything? Oh, they, yeah, they okay. did. They did. Uh, only one theatrical release. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I, uh, the last new material. What do you think, Sean? Maybe last early two thousands at best. I think so. Yeah. yeah, it was something around probably there. around fifteen years. TV's changed since then. Are they going to have to update this for audiences today? Well, that's why I think they have to change the dynamic. They, okay. they got they've got to do something different. Otherwise, it'll feel really rehashed. Yeah. Okay. See, I was curious what your thoughts were on the show coming back. So you're saying Tupperware? You're going to watch this? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go hit the attic and find out if I can. Uh, if I still have those old tapes. Nice, nice. <laughs> and for those of you listening under the age of 25, you know, you know, we have these don't... great big cassette players with tape. I have no idea what you just said, Frank. <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to say something, too. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Frank. But that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Mine was worthless. You actually probably had something to contribute. <laughs> even if, even, Sean, even if you weren't talking at the same time as Frank, I still don't think I would have understood what Frank was trying to say. I forgot mid-sentence what I was trying to say, so it's okay. <laughs> I just want to say, like, is, you know, since we had Fringe, and that was sort of in the X-Files kind of, yeah, I, I would say, and it was it was kind of like the X-Files. Will it work again? Because it's the same thing. Like, how is that going to work so much more than Fringe did? You know what I mean? Okay, so, fr- okay, Fringe... Was that okay? X Files is basically dealing with like fucking them trying to figure out if there's like 
aliens and and it was were there werewolves and vampires on that show and shit not not it was it was more alien centric yeah and fringe that dealt with like didn't that jump right. into like like multiverses and and yeah. uh yeah quantum theory quantum and... theory stuff like that mm-hmm. what do you think yeah, okay. what do you think dave i mean is are they separate enough well um if they if they just try to go with more alien stuff and it's just all alien centerpiece, Sean's absolutely right. It's yeah. going to be, you know, you can't go home again, just sort of a like wink to the fans, hey, victory lap. Right. You know, but if they uh, make it more about not just and, – and I don't think it's going to be monster of the weeky kind of stuff. It's going to – I think it will focus on – the Mulder Scully dynamic. Okay. And that's where I hope they just totally change it around. Right. It's not that them living in suburbia somewhere and they get a call from, you know, some otherworldly intelligence in the form of a guy in a nondescript black suit. And I just, I just really hope that it's, it's something that, that Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny have been like, you know, wouldn't it be interesting if we just did this. Mm-hmm. That's what I that's what I hope it comes from. Do you think it's a test it's a trial run from Fox to maybe resurrect the series altogether or do you think this is like six episodes uh done? We're done. Well, if if uh if Californication is really all done and um Jillian Anderson wants to revisit this and mm-hmm. possibly have her star rise again, yeah, that could be a good barometer for hey, can we can we go all the way on this? Right. And you 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 gotta understand, like Vince Gilligan, the guy who is totally behind Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. that's where he comes from, is the X Files. Wow. So that we would have no Walter White and no Saul Goodman if we didn't have Agent Mulder. So there's a lot there's a lot of potential as evidenced by what came from the X Files, not just on a pop culture level, but on a artistic level. So I think there's still, you, there's, you can still go back to the well. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, talking about X-Files, we're going to jump into something really fucking weird that was announced this week. I think it's brilliant. I'm going to just give my rating. I haven't even announced it yet because I'm so fucking excited to talk about this. Fucking Tupperware. Stephen Amell as Casey Jones in Ter- uh, in Terminator, in Teenage, <laughs> yeah, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, what the fuck is going on here? That's nuts. I thought that was a uh, April Fool's joke. Is it? I, I, I think so. I'm it's still, real. I wish it would have been CM Punk. <laughs> no, yeah, no. he can't act for shit. No, CM Punk <laughs> can do anything, sir. If you're you're a wrestling fan, I'm not a wrestling fan. I'm wearing my favorite wrestler's shirt right now. I'm just saying CM stunk because (laughs) fucking Stephen Amell as Casey Jones. This don't take this from me. No, 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 I'm not taking it from you. I'm. I mean, I'm go. I would go at it from the other way. Like he's do good for a Michael Bay movie. You know what I mean? It's almost like a waste. Don't put him there. Do something more important, buddy. No, 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 no. You just opened up a. Can of fucking Shit, worms. All right. At least it's not whoop ass. I didn't know where that was going for a minute. <laughs> all right, all right. It still could be. You never know. I'll protect you, Frank. Okay. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. People are saying like, why would he do this movie? That's it's a dumb move and blah blah blah. It's Michael Bay shit and like this is beneath Stephen Amell. No, this is a 
fucking perfect way for people to know who Stephen Amell is, especially young children. Young children that maybe aren't watching Arrow. They are going to watch Stephen Amell in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He is going to be remembered for these kids for years throughout his career. This is a brilliant fucking move by Stephen Amell to be cast as Casey Jones. Because you know what? When Arrow is off the air in, you know, uh, he's talking, you know, 10 plus seasons or whatever. When Arrow is off the air and Stephen Amell doesn't have a job and then these young studio executives Executives that watched him in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 grow up, they're going to be like, whatever happened to that Stephen Amell guy? Let's bring him out of retirement. I really liked him. And they're going to remember this fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 movie because they are going to remember him from their childhood. It's fucking brilliant. You want to be, you want to be in a kid's movie. That's why a lot of these comedians like Will Ferrell did Elf because they want the kids to remember their face when they get older so they'll watch their shit when they're older. That's a good point. It is a great fucking yeah. <laughs> so I think this is a brilliant fucking. It is move. a great point. Yeah, and he gets to play opposite of Megan Fox. Say about her what you will. If there's a scene where he gets to make out with her, it's a win-win. Of course, for him. he's gonna. There's no way exactly. that doesn't happen. And you know what? Let me think about this. You know what though? Yeah. It's the fucking talking before and after when you're trying to get face close that kill you. I know. I know. I know. I know, Frank. <laughs> I totally agree with you there. And another thing is, I'm just gonna say this on a side note. If you know, you know how she's got the fucking toe thumbs. <laughs> yep, yep. If you're a guy and you have a foot fetish Don't and she fall. gives you a hand job, it's fucking <laughs> heaven. It's fucking heaven. <laughs> it should totally make that what Christian Gray's obsession was about. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> Sean, Sean, talk to me about uh, Stephen Amell, Arrow, cast as fucking Casey Jones. Okay, first of all, you know, I may be the only person on this on this podcast right now who loves turtles. No, dude, <laughs> I, I, I gave it a taste it, man. That's right, you did give it a taste. I did well, give I it a taste. It fucking, it. I, I, gave, I gave it our version of a Tupperware. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love the movie so much. Like, I, I, look, I'm very excited. I'm hoping that this Turtles move, this next one goes. Oh, we lost you, dude. No. I love the direction that it's going right now. I, I'm hoping that, you know, we get uh, Bebop Rocksteady, Dimension X, Krang. Neutrinos! You know, just injecting Casey Jones makes it, it makes it all worthwhile. And, you know, I can't wait to see what happens. Stephen Amell is awesome. You know, I love him in Arrow, so there's nothing that I can't object to this at all. I, love I really hope that Amell is able to show Warner Brothers, hey, I can be a movie star, too. That's what I hope comes out of this. Sure. True. I mean, and look at like Evan Peters with Quicksilver. Yeah. If the part's written properly, could knock it out of the park. I just don't know that we're going to get anything anywhere near that fun in a Michael Bay Turtles movie. It's not a Michael. It's produced by Michael uh, Bay. I know, yeah, we've been, I know we've been through that. It, does it have a director yet? It ha- uh, Do they have the same director returning or do we get a different director this time? Different director this time. Okay. Different director. Because that first one was a nobody, right? Pretty much. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a Michael Leesman or something like that, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. hadn't done a whole lot before. Somebody. Hey, man, if you but give he, me. He, 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 yeah. Go ahead. No, he stepped, he stepped away from it. So I know that, you know, they're them injecting somebody else probably. They probably want to go in a different direction with it. I, don't, I have no idea, you know. If you give me Krang in the sequel, I'm in, man. I'll road trip to watch it with you. 
Now, Dave, did you did you see the did you see the first movie or no? Uh huh. I did. Okay, you didn't like it. No, I I thought it was decent. I mean, it was one of those that like I had to take a step back and detach myself yes. and be like, this yes. is this is not the comic book. This yeah. is not the action figures that I played with when I was young. This is something new. This is not. It's not made for us. It's made for. It's made for kids growing up now. This and, is their turtles. And I thought, you know what? When my son's old enough to watch and be introduced to the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. I'm probably going to show him this movie. So it's a taste in my book. Hey, Frank, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it, and oh. I, I'm I'm kind of biased. I mean, I think I tossed it at the time. I'd, I'd say it's still a toss it because I've got no inclination to go back and watch this thing. You told him not to flip-flop. Huh? No, it's not. No, I know. Did, saying, did Jake like I'm it? Saying, I'm saying you, you, <laughs> Jake. Jake actually gave it a taste. It too. Yeah, I think, no. Frank's holding strong to his opinion, and okay. you know he's just yeah. doing what you wanted. Well, see, I can't stand Megan Fox. I mean, some of it too. Some of that put me off before I watched it. Because did you hear about the quote she said about how uh, look at Terminators? Yeah, it makes a million bucks. So if you don't like it, you know what? Fuck you. She actually said this, <laughs> and it, it's absolutely that, that Frank. That I, I agree with you. That. Megan Fox was the worst thing from Turtles. If they would have, if they would have replaced her with Emma Stone, I would have been happy. Yeah, that that would have worked. That's a great choice. Exactly. She, she's really horrible when it comes to like talking to something that is not there or like, anything. Like, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, talking in general. <laughs> Sean, did you see Birdman? I did. I loved it. I was gonna say, I, if you, I was like, if you're an Emma Stone fan, that's a different turn for her, and it's it's well done. But you know what's funny? Emma Stone was ugly as shit in that movie. Right. <laughs> you know, she looked right. horrible in that movie. But good for her. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for, for the character that that it was, right. it worked. But oh my god, it showed like to Mr. every single one. Back to Mister Style, no substance over here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Man, I man. help it though. She 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 wasn't a looker in that one. <laughs> she was a looker, I guess. There, there was, was something looker. to me about horrible like, movie. I mean, I know I'm a pervert and shit, but like. Michelangelo just kind of like took me off guard. I went to go see it with my 10 year old son and he was like disturbingly like gross toward April and stuff. Like just some of the stuff that he was saying was yeah, creepy. Like this is 50 shades of Michelangelo. Like he's fucking whipping her and shit. <laughs> no, in no room. nothing quite that bad, but like it was noticeably uh, like, whoa, uh, dude. You like the half shell. Let me show you the full <laughs> shell. <laughs> Frank is the authority on inappropriateness. And if he says he didn't like it, because that's I, a problem. Because I've probably already done it first and ten times worse. <laughs> <laughs> so the bestiality. No, I've never been there. No, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> But I can understand why you question it. <laughs> Not you, man. Hey, Brian, uh, the, the the title of the show, BCF. <laughs> I love it. You know, half the time I go back and I just look at the titles of these fucking things and I think to myself, what the hell have I done with my goddamn life? <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, people from my corporate entity listen to this show. Oh, Please don't title it Beastie Out. <laughs> and just for that, I'm calling it Beastie Out. Oh, yeah. My fucking show, my fucking rules, we my ha- world. We have discussed on the show before how if you were going to fuck a goat, you'd want to do it next to a cliff. That way they'd push back. Mm. Mm-hmm. What Wasn't it Jake that said that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> that happened. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, everybody at the home office. Hope you're enjoying the show. <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't do that scream thing. <laughs> How do you know what it sounds like? <laughs> I can just see my corporate masters being like, yeah, you need to work more hours. You you shouldn't be doing this in your free time. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, wow. I'm so glad to get to finally meet you, by the way. Yeah, I'm a real person. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't fucking think it's a listen, but this, all of this is real. <laughs> well, it's wonderful to meet you. Just, you just so too, you dude. know, man. Stop gazing in each other's eyes right now. Start sucking each other off in about five seconds. Circle jerking each other. All of a sudden, sudden, all the table. (laughs) That's right. Sucking noises and shit. Well, he is sitting in Jake's chair of power, so I'm I'm enthralled. (laughs) Jake at the helm of the fucking enterprise here. Captain Kirk circle jerk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move hey, on. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Yo. Hey, Dave. You gotta, you gotta leave Jake a present and fart in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those, like, inside outside chairs, so it wouldn't catch it. Just kind of, like, blow right through, so we'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. This episode. Is it's gonna be. It's good to be back, Brian. <laughs> yeah, man, it's good to have you back, dude. All right, so um, moving on to the next story here, Frank. You know what? I've been asking you to watch Doctor Who. Hasn't happened. All I ask for you now is just to watch one episode. I know. Okay, blink. Okay, that's your fucking homework. All right, when you got that one hour. <laughs> okay, watch. Blink. I promise. Okay, I got Netflix on the fucking thing. I'll just tell people this is what I gotta do. The reason I'm asking you to do that is because we found out some pretty fucking awesome news on March 30th. Uh, in a mashup, we are going to be getting Game of Thrones actress Maisie Williams is going to be go- being on, she's going to be on an episode of Doctor Who. Or multiple, yeah. possibly. What? Yeah, did I just blow your fucking mind, Dave? What? That noise was me clapping, not fapping, Don't by the way. Don't act like you hadn't heard this. I hadn't heard this. You had not heard this. No. Oh, wow, wow. Well, we popped this cherry with it. fucking shit. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. That is good news. I, I'm, I, if there's something that could draw me, like, I'm being lackadaisical about it. You've been telling me about Blink for a couple of weeks now, and I still haven't done it, but, like, when that comes out, I'd be guaranteed to see that. And, that, that could be the hook that draws me in. I'm going to try to get this blink watched. Man, I am. So Arya Stark, uh, Arya Stark, Arya Stark <laughs> is going to be on Doctor Who. And uh, the showrunner, Stephen Moffat, uh, he said in a press release that, uh, quote, her character is going to challenge the Doctor in unexpected ways. Ooh. Now listen to this. This time he might just be out of his depth. And we know Maisie is going to give him exactly <clears throat> the right sort of hell. What are you, are you, are you, are, okay, me, I'm like trying to dig into like what he said. You know what I mean? Trying to figure out like what her character is going to be in this. Could they make her the devil? That's what I'm thinking. Devil's daughter. You know what I mean? Like he faced the devil in, uh, you know what I mean? In, in one of the episodes in season three or four or some shit. And could he be like the devil's daughter or something, Dave? Am I just reading too much into this? What if they made her a re a reform like a a 
what if she's like a reformed time lord? Like, what if she's another time lord? Another time lord. What if she's the master? You think? Oh, my God. Please let Maisie Williams be the master. It doesn't sound like she's going to be one and done. It yeah. sounds like she's going to be a reoccurring character on oh. the show. Because like, seriously, let her be the master. She would have oh. the time because the Game of Thrones commitment doesn't take that, that much of her time. Sure. She does a lot of touring and yeah. stuff for that. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome, dude. Yeah. Maybe because, because the doctor's now this old, you know, like creaky old man, and now the master is this, you know, fresh faced little girl mm-hmm. who can manipulate anything or anything. I think anyone. you're onto it. I think you're onto it, Dave. Oh, man. I so hope that's right. Yeah. Can I can I chime in? Yeah, go for it, man. I have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> no, this is this is this is basically Dave's Fast and Furious Seven fucking conversation. <laughs> Revisiting. Sean, I, I'm sorry, Sean. I didn't mean to do that. Well, um, uh, uh, Doctor Who related. I've got a couple more things, but Doctor Who related. Our uh, very uh, awesome listener from uh, England, Dan West sent me a uh, personal video and it was very touching and, and it was to me and I really appreciated it and uh, he sent me a present and I wanted to tell everybody what it was um, I opened it off air it uh, is one of something I've actually I knew this was in existence and I always wanted one and now I have one and I blew the fuck up when I saw it it's a Doctor Who Sonic Screwdriver Universal Remote Control and it is amazing and I want to thank Dan West Sweet. From the bottom of my heart for sending that because it is pretty awesome. Um, wow, I, no words can describe. Like Frank, did I not fucking like jump out of my seat? Oh yeah, dude, your head blew off the top of your or top of your fucking head blew Didn't off. Did you yeah. say David Tennant's your favorite doctor too? Yeah. He even yeah. got the Tennant screwdriver yeah. version. It's the wow. Yeah. yeah. He he asked a couple months ago what your favorite doctor was, and I mm-hmm. don't even think I was. Bright enough to pass that message along. I think Jake had to tell him. I love the tenth doctor. He even said hello to me in his message. Like, hello, Dan. Yeah. You, you are an amazing human being. <laughs> those of you who didn't get to see this video, it's it's very personal and very honest, and one of the more beautiful things I've seen recently. So, thank you, Dan. Cheers to you too. Oh, Dave, you're wanting to suck Dan off now. Jesus. This, <laughs> I got a lot of love to give. What can I say? It's finally nice to meet you, Frank. As, <laughs> as Dave's like kissing your hand and shit like he's a creepy French guy. No, I wasn't nothing all that formal. We just fist bump. Enchanté. <laughs> all right. Sean, I'm sorry. You're kind of out of your depth. You don't watch Doctor Who, do you? Dude, you know what, Brian? You know what's funny? When we mentioned, I think we talked about it years ago, yeah. and <laughs> I was gonna do it, but I just, I can't, I can't bring myself to do it. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I can't like jump into the realm yet. Like, dude, I'm just gonna wait it out for a while. Watch I I if know. you have Netflix, dude. Just watch. Uh, I think it's season uh, of, the, of the reboot. I think it's season three, episode <laughs> something or other. It's Blink. Watch that one okay. episode. That just watch the one episode. If you hate that episode. You hate Doctor Who. It is the best episode. And you don't have to watch. See, I can't do that, bro. I can't do that. You you don't have to watch any other Doctor Who to get that episode. It it doesn't do with really any of the other lore. It's a separate self-contained episode. It's just a, it's just a really good story. 
Oh man, I gotta watch the whole thing. I, I feel weird not watch just watching one episode. I, I'm a you know I'm a completionist, so well, okay, I but gotta you're, watch. You're the first dealing episode. with 50 years of continuity. There's no Look, way. Well, he could be start. I'm not going that far back. He could start with Eccleston, though. You know, he could start with. Yeah, that's Eccleston. what everybody told me. Uh-huh. Start with Eccleston. But see, think about just think about Blink as like a uh, single, like a Twilight Zone episode. That's okay. the way you should think about it. Just like okay. watching a Twilight Zone episode. You know, like and, and if you like it. Well, you can watch the other episodes, but if you don't like it, you never have to watch it again. Like Starship Troopers. Do you want to know more? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, also, Doctor Who related, uh, Stephen Moffat was talking about the potential of a Doctor Who Sherlock crossover. Uh, but he says, uh, you know, uh, don't hold your breath. It may not happen, but, uh, it's something that people have been talking about. I think they're kind of throwing it out there. I think if fans kind of talk about this more on social media and it becomes a thing, I think they'll make it happen if they know people are going to watch it. So Dave, do you watch Sherlock? No. Neither do I. I have watched I've watched it, episodes. But yeah. I stopped I watching it after he stole the rightful casting from my Keanu Reeves for <laughs> Doctor Strange. Wow. I will not God. be watching the crossover episode. <laughs> Shut up. I don't, I do not support racist actors. <laughs> eh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's my boy right there. There you go. Listen oh, to him. Man. So I, I do, I do watch Sherlock too though, so I can't, <sighs> you know, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you support my, uh, Belief that Keanu Reeves should be Doctor Strange, just like it. As a Facebook group, we're up to 140 likes. Yeah, maybe Hollywood. They're gonna listen with those kind of numbers backing it. Marvel Studios, take note: 140 people are very pissed off about casting Benedict Cumberbatch. Wow, (laughs) Keanu's not making any racial statements either. I'm gonna throw that out there. So (laughs) that is true. But yeah, Stephen Moffat is both the showrunner for Doctor Who and Sherlock, so of course people are going to talk about this. But even cooler news is that uh, one of the uh, Doctor Who alumni, uh, Arthur Darvel, who played one of my favorite characters, uh, he made Amy Pond tolerable, Rory, is now going to be on uh, Flash and Arrow as DC Time Traveler. Uh, Booster? Uh, Rip Hunter. Oh, so close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so close. I know, I know. I, dude, you, what do you think? Is DC gonna do anything with Booster other than comic books? Do you think we're gonna get to see live action? Well, maybe in that spinoff show. Yeah. There, there's gonna be a yeah. bunch of people in that. Yeah. Man, give me some Booster Gold. That would be amazing. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Has DC even announced a Booster Gold ongoing yet? Oh man, with Convergence, he's he's been in the current issues of Justice League three thousand. Have okay. you been reading any of that? No. Oh, dude, it's crazy. I got now. the I got the Booster Gold three uh, D lenticular issue. The original Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are current members of the roster of Justice League three thousand. That's awesome. Yep, that's awesome. So yeah, um, but I'm excited for this story as well. Fucking Rory going to be on uh, Arrow and Flash. That's pretty awesome, dude. Yep. He was the best part of the Amy Pond experience. I think they learned that. Yep. I think that's why he was there. You know what I mean? Because Rose was awesome. She didn't. Ha- we didn't have to have Mickey. You know what I mean? But I feel like Amy Pond, she had to have Rory there in every episode with her because she was that uninteresting. See, I, I was. I think the only thing about her that 
Because I loved her, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. the other stuff she's done. Right. She was the only good part of that Mirrors, um, the one with the Oculus, I think it was called. Um, she is one of those actresses that, given the right source material, I think works really well. But all of the sort of like moonlighting kind of romantic tension mm-hmm. with the doctor, on top of the fact that she was engaged to this guy who like loved her more than life itself, mm-hmm. made made her come off as a little unlikable. Yeah. I, yeah. Cuz you know, it's just it's just weird when he's got, you know, he's this dude who is madly in love with you will wait 10,000 years for you uh-huh. and you're flirting with the ancient time lord. I, I mean, I know. I know. even even story-wise, I, I didn't really like her character, but I'm just talking about her as an actress too. I don't think she's that great and honestly, selfie I would think, seem to support that. Well, yeah, and I think I think if <laughs> Arthur Darvel would have been on selfie, it probably would have made it to the second season. <laughs> sure. He carried her in fucking Doctor Who, he could probably carry her on that fucking shitty show. So, all right, moving on because I can tell that Frank's given me the Dave look that I got when you guys were talking about Fast and Furious 7. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Right, right, right. Sonic screwdrivers. You guys are like, what the fuck? They don't sell those at Ace Hardware. You guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Sorry, Sean. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Um, oh, whoa. This is fucking amazing fucking news. Amazing. Dave, have you heard about our boys from Mr. Show coming back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am excited. Uh, anybody else watch Mr. Show with uh, Bob and David? Oh, yeah. No. No? I don't yeah. Oh, you need to go back and watch this. This is like uh, fucking some of the best comedy ever. <laughs> Do you guys like sketch comedy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got turned on you. I, I'm in and out of sketch comedy. Okay. I'm not really a big fan of well, it. Well, that makes I'm, sense. I'm okay though. with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, like uh, Saturday Night Live. I'll catch it every now and again, and then I've still got this second season. You did of... say sketch comedy, right, Dave? Yeah, I know. Just Saturday Night Live anymore with sketch comedy uh, hit and miss. Well, I, uh, it always has been. Though. It has. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I've got the entire second season of the the Birthday Boys that we interviewed last yes. October. Yes, and I've watched a couple more episodes. But usually, when I'm kind of like feeling down, and if I do have the time, I go back and watch that. And yeah. big fan of that. And that's yeah. a Bob Odenkirk product too. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk is the granddaddy of that show and uh before he did uh uh worked with the birthday boys he did a show called mr show and before that technically he did a show with ben stiller called the ben stiller show but right. then he did his own bob odenkirk and david cross you know if you like tobias funke from <laughs> fucking arrested development you know uh this is like uh tobias funke and uh you know saul you know, doing a fucking sketch comedy show. It's it was amazing. It was on uh, HBO from 1995 to 1998. It was on HBO. Uh, they pushed the limits of HBO back then. I mean, they there was a sketch like where David Cross was talking about taking the shit on the American flag. I mean, they kept upping the ante with every fucking sketch. It was all about drugs, all about sh- you know shitting on flags. It was just <laughs> anything that they could do to fucking push the envelope. Comedy-wise on the show, they did. Finally, HBO, I think HBO axed them. And uh, this is a dream come true. Deadline, they broke the news of a new show. Odenkirk and Cross are, uh, looks like they're coming back. And it looks like they're coming back with uh, most of the original cast. Um, everybody from the original show, it looks like. Uh, most people, um, not, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, fuck, uh, doing the comic book, Deadpool, Deadpool comic. What's his name? Uh, Brian Posehn. Yeah. Brian Posehn looks like he's coming back. Wow. Um, 
Paul F. Tompkins. Looks huh. like he's coming back. Uh, that motherfucker's funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you guys, do you like Tenacious D? Yeah. Because there would be no oh. Tenacious D without Mr. Show. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, Jack Black was originally on Mr. Show. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, I know that. Yeah, uh, you can get, I think the three, four seasons of Mr. Show, you can get them on like DVD Blu-ray now, and hmm. they're absolutely phenomenal. Are you, you're watching Better Call Saul, aren't, aren't, aren't you, Sean? Yes, yes. Gonna say, how brutal was that last episode? I didn't watch no, the last episode yet. Oh, dude, it's brutal. Uh, it, how brutal? brutal. Or don't, Dave, spoilers. Don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I didn't say why. Okay, I'm just saying because I've only like three a, episodes in. I'm trying I'm to get a, caught up. I'm a metal guy. Brutal is a compliment. Okay. All right. All right. I yeah. Yeah. That that show scares me because I watched all of Breaking Bad and I know shit happens episode to episode. Fuck, man. No, no, no. It, I mean that as a compliment. It, right. it was it was the penultimate episode and it lived up to the hype. Michael McKean, best supporting actor. Um, like Bob Odenkirk, best actor. Like the Emmys are just getting all filled up this cool. year, guys. Hey, Brian, Brian, have you watched Breaking Bad yet? No, you know, I have watched uh, the first episode of Breaking Bad on Netflix, and I didn't watch any other episodes. And wow. it's something, it's a, uh, it's, it's something that I need to watch. I mean, because I enjoyed the first episode. Um, I don't know why I just didn't keep watching. It's yeah, something to be, that, honest, to be honest, I'm glad you got through Game of, Game of Thrones. Cause yeah. God damn it, it took you yeah. forever to yeah, get through that. It did. And I love it. I fucking love Game of Thrones. And so that's, isn't that coming on like next week? Yeah. One week from tomorrow. Yeah. So it'll be Sunday the 12th. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, I'm so I'm excited. That shit, Ooh, yeah. Oh. Ooh, Daredevil yeah. drops on the 10th, gentlemen. Oh yeah. Damn. damn. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's less than a week now. Yeah, yeah. But oh. are you are you guys gonna are you guys gonna binge watch that and review it on the show? Or are you guys gonna go episode by episode? No, I think we'll do. I think we'll do. I don't know. I don't know. It, I know I don't have the time to try to cram exactly. it all in before it, a uh, Sunday the, episode. I'm at the mercy of Frank and Jake, and so if uh, if what's gonna happen is uh, we'll talk about the pilot, and then I'll talk about the rest <laughs> of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> You know how it works. That's if yeah, I even yeah, get that yeah. far. Yeah. I'll be watching it, Brian. Don't worry. I know. I'll have you back on. <laughs> <laughs> and now the Daredevil update. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it sounds like uh, Mr. Show. It's it, they got a title for it. It's not Mr. Show. It's called uh, With Bob and David, and uh, it's coming to Netflix. Uh, this is what uh, Paul F. Tompkins told Deadline uh, description of the show. He said, after being dishonorably discharged from the Navy, uh, from the Navy, Seal, Bob, and David are back serving our country the way they do best, making sketch comedy. Four half hours of brand new comedy featuring all new characters, all new scenes, and most importantly, all new wigs. So cannot wait for this. This looks great. I didn't see uh, what's his name, Tom Kinney, who does the voice of SpongeBob. Didn't see him in the picture here, and he was one of the uh, cast members uh, from the original show. So didn't see him or any of the other female uh, uh, female uh, comedians that were on the show. I didn't see them in the in the pictures. So. Well, I, I, is this going to be on IFC or is this going to be on HBO? It's Netflix. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, I think HBO they have burned their bridge with. Uh, David Cross and Bob Odenkirk. I don't think they will ever work with them again. So, oh wow! Yeah. And guys, um, a friend of mine that I um, co- correspond with over email. He's a critic who got a screener for the first episode mm-hmm. of the new season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and he said that it is uh, 
just filled with despair and sadness. And then the first episode ends with just such a bang that you'll be like freaked out, cheering, crying all at the same time. This, so this guy with his fucking spoilers, we're man. Doing, we're, doing, we're, <laughs> we're, we're in for a treat. Fucking I, I, I spoiler. I have the screener too, and nice. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. I told myself I'm not gonna fucking watch it. I, I I couldn't do it either. I have to wait. I'd have to wait and see. It. No, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil anything. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Dave. I, I, I think people pay a higher price for spoiling Game of Thrones than they do Walking Dead. Like, yeah. you don't hear people bitch so much about The Walking Dead. Like, if people spoil like Game of Thrones shit, oh, like yeah, they go sure. nuts on freaking Facebook. I see people like, "Thanks, you assholes!" Like, you know better than to even look at that shit if you haven't seen it yet. Come on. Well, it's the best yeah. show on television. Yeah, I, I love spoilers. That's the fucked up part about me. Like, I'll, I'll read like before the Walking Dead episode came out. I wanted to read everything that happened because I don't want to be left out there fucking surprised and like, God damn it! <laughs> like, yeah, I had, I had really, I read everything. So if I can find, like, I <laughs> the funny shit is I never read the Game of Thrones books. But I read the whole Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I always think I want to be spoiled until then I do. Uh, I accidentally stumbled across uh, how Breaking Bad ended. And I'm like, man. So, like, I saw certain things coming. And, you know, whenever I, whenever I do actually find something out that pans out, I always hate myself afterward. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so masochistic. Wow. But I still look. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. No, you guys, are, you guys are fine. Uh, the last thing in news that I wanted to talk about, uh, did you guys hear, uh, Variety reported that Sci-Fi is developing a weekly half hour TV show version of Nerdist News. Yep. So yeah, Chris Hardwick is officially taking over, uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate Chris Hardwick. I'm not, <laughs> is he, I, is he now the Ryan Seacrest of, uh, geekdom? Yes. It's good yes. to see him get some airtime. He's not on TV nearly enough. This guy has made a climb, though. I mean, he's climbed, dude. I, I mean, it, it's like, you know, uh, doing game shows and shit, then doing drugs, and then fucking being on, like, G4 right. for a long time and mm -hmm. doing that web soup. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, from doing web soup, fucking now he's just blowing the fuck up everywhere. You can't turn on your TV or a podcast and not hear the guy's fucking name. Right. So, Sean, I'm curious, why do you hate him? Like, you know, I think because because he's on everything. Like, oh, like, let, you hate, like, you like, hate like, the overexposure. Opportunity. Okay, that, that's okay. that's my problem, man. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's not like the only uh, voice for geeks, <clears throat> in my opinion. There's a lot of others there, but his name holds a lot of weight. Um, what's interesting about this? Okay, the show it's going to cover the latest news in science fiction and fantasy, tech and science, and sci pop culture. It will have the same tone and feel as the online version. The pilot will be executive produced by Chris Hardwick and Brandon Monk uh, through Nerdist Industries. Hardwick will not host the show, and there's no word yet from sci-fi on potential hosts. I think it would be fucking hilarious if they actually got Will Wheaton to host this thing. Oh, that'd be great. After the huge, not fallout, but after you know the Will Wheaton show was canceled on sci-fi. Um, it's kind of bizarre though. I, sci-fi will not cancel this show. This show will not, if sci-fi burns a bridge <clears throat> with fucking Nerdist, they, right. they're, 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 fuck, you know, I mean, uh, Will Wheaton might get on a podcast and talk about kind of like, you know, what happened between him and sci-fi, mm -hmm. but if fucking, uh, sci-fi fucks over Chris Hardwick, 
everyone's going to know about it. Right. Everyone's going to know about it. So I got to say, uh, regarding Chris Hardwick mm-hmm, real quick, mm-hmm. a lot of what he's done, I mean, he is a brilliant marketing strategist. He branded himself early, and then he mm-hmm. spread it out. He, he's got the, the podcast. He's mm-hmm. got people doing YouTube reviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's It's – Excellent because really he kind of brought himself back up from nothing. Right. I, I, I kind of like him. I mean, I was joking earlier about, you know, yeah, he's not on TV nearly enough, but it, it's a good move, especially because with the traction that he gets just with his name and the name drops on the Talking Dead after all the people watching that, it's a good way for sci fi to get some new viewers over there because they'll recognize that name and maybe transfer a little bit. I agree. I, I, but what I want them to do differently, and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that they said that Hardwick will not host the show. I think what they need to do here is kind of like what Comedy Central did with The Daily Show. You've got your main host, and then underneath them, you've got your Steve Carell's and Colbert's. Yeah. And they've gone on to have huge careers now. Mm-hmm. This is what they could do here. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could spawn off a whole other side of geek culture where you've got some more faces that we can put other than fucking Chris Hardwick. Right. Because, like, every convention, <clears throat> he's, like, the one that's, you know, introducing the Avengers and Hall H every, San- every year at San Diego Comic-Con. Let's get some new faces. And I think, Sean, I think you agree with me you just you've just seen too much fucking chris hardwick oh no i'm just jealous because i want to do all that shit <laughs> <laughs> so if so if there's a calls you like, and wouldn't, says wouldn't, they you, want... wouldn't you like to fucking host a fucking uh a panel of you know nice. avengers like pop question leftovers or the league of geeks either one of them i would be happy for but if it's the nerdish shit, I don't want to keep seeing it. I'd rather just see, you know, uh, our shoe shows or something shit. You know what I mean? I'm just jealous. That's all. But what, <laughs> some of the stuff, though, I mean, I, I, there are other people that are doing it that are at different stages of it, like Felicia Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got into it with uh, the um, – oh, now I can't remember the name of the web series. Where, where they were all role players? The Guild. The Guild, yes, thank you. Uh, that she got traction with that and then she've expanded it now into Geek and Sundry and she's doing the same stuff and, and it's awesome to see because she also came from just making videos. It's cool. I think it's awesome that for everybody to have such an outlet mm-hmm. that the really creative ones are the ones that are kind of popping out and showing up. Right. Yeah. I gotta yeah. fucking walk around naked or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> just to get out there. <laughs> I think Chris Hardwick has actually cloned himself. I mean, for as much shit as he's fucking doing, there's got to be like a closet somewhere with like 10 Chris Hardwicks in it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Multiplicity. The Chris Hardwicks. Right, right, yeah. But each one is like snarkier and smarmier. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm... I'm looking forward to this, but I liked it the first time when it was called G4 TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm sorry right. that I turned into fucking uh, – what's his face That's- there with that joke uh, from uh, Joe Dirt. What's that guy's name? Norm MacDonald? No, Joe Dirt. Uh, D- David Spade. David oh, Spade, yeah. Okay. Yeah, when I did the whole David Spade minute in Hollywood where he's like, I liked it the first time when it was called <laughs> – <laughs> total rip-off. Yeah. That's you know, okay. Yeah. I did like G4 TV. Yeah, I did too. This this is a, a half-hour TV show. How much fucking news can you fit into a half-hour TV show? But – well, I mean, I would, it just depends on what all they're going to cover. He says science fiction, fantasy, tech, and science, and sci-pop culture. Yeah, Attack of the, it sounds like Attack of the Show to me. Yeah, Attack of the Show is an hour, though. Well, right, but I mean, it's going to be chock full of shit. Right. It's, I mean, I think it'll probably end up popping out because, well, they did a lot of, like, in-depth reviews with that, too. Yeah. If they stick with just news, I guess it would cut it down. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just just get Will Wheaton as your host, just to spite, <laughs> just to spite fucking sci-fi, right? Because Will Wheaton was like, guys, we need to do more. We need to have the show available online because, like, there's a lot of people that aren't watching the show because they can't get it through their provider. Because it was, I think, it was Dish Network that dropped sci-fi. One of them dropped sci-fi and. People couldn't watch the show, and he's like, "Put it online, put it on, you know, sci-fi.com or something. Let people watch this." And mm-hmm. they wouldn't listen, and then they canceled the show. So, but yeah, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm glad it's not going to be hosted by Chris Hardwick. I mean, he's got other things to do: Talking Dead, uh, every fucking convention, mm-hmm. uh, all of his podcasts, and all that shit. So, right. yeah, I am looking forward to this. Hey, you want to move on to Marvel news? Hey, hey, real, real quick, uh, Brian. I yeah. mean, I don't know if you wanted to mention it, but you know, the Daily Show, I guess, is getting a new host too. Trevor Noah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. So, looking forward to that. That's awesome. You yeah. know what? I bet Craig Kilborn feels like a complete fucking moron. <laughs> okay, and if you don't know that name, yeah, it's because he was the original <laughs> host of the Daily Show that thought he'd be fucking David Caruso yep. and fucking leave NYPD Blue and be this huge fucking movie star, and now nobody knows him anymore. One movie and it fucking tanked. Yeah. I don't even remember the fucking name of it. Uh, the movie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so like Craig Kilborn, the original host of fucking the Daily Show, and then Jon Stewart just, you know, he just slides in there. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, like Frank does. <laughs> slides, slides. Where are we going with this? <laughs> what am I sliding into? You know damn well. What, who knows what places you've slid into, what dark crevices. <laughs> Smooth like a cheerleader's thigh. <laughs> You're back, Frank. You're definitely back. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Trevor yeah. Noah, dude. That's fucking exciting. I, I mean, I, I think it's cool that, uh, that they're giving this guy a chance, so very cool. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what? What is it? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it, you know I'm gonna miss John Stewart. That's probably why. And I'm yeah, a, like, but I'm the a guy he was fan. getting burnt out on it. He wants to move on and do other things. Yeah, I mean I'm not mad at him for it. I just yeah. you know I, I actually would you know the, I, if I can just chime in real quick. I, I feel like like I feel like the guys that were already there they should have probably given it to one of them instead of someone new. Ah. Uh. You know, like the girl, the black girl that's on there, like they could have gave it to her if, if they, you know, yeah, I felt like they really wanted good. to go like, you know, more, I guess, black and, and you know what I mean? Like the, you know, yeah. the, the ethnic, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And I, I felt like the, uh, <clears throat> Jason Jones was really good, but he walked away, I guess, hmm. you know, so it's, it's really weird. Like I felt like maybe, you know, giving it to him was eh, whatever, but he probably you know, walked away because he found out they were giving the show to a guy named Trevor. Yeah, that, that is probably fucking it. I'm not going to lie to you. It's probably it. He did look a little bitter when his last day came out. He was like, eh, all right, fuck So it, basically you're saying that this is uh, this is like NBC giving The Tonight Show to Jay Leno when it should have gone to David Letterman or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And like the Conan thing? Yeah, the Conan thing. Yeah, but you know, you don't have like seriously. Even before that whole Conan shit, Letterman wanted the Tonight Show like yeah. a motherfucker. They made a miniseries, yeah. didn't they, about that long time ago? I think so. I never watched it though. I think I caught yeah. a little bit of it. Yeah, uh, but, let, but let's all, but let's all be honest though. Honestly, the Tonight Show was actually in really good hands with Jimmy uh, with uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I got I got to agree with that. He is probably the most entertaining host I've seen on late night in a long time. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, last week they had the puppies pick the winner of uh, the uh, NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, 
Did you? See, did anybody see that? <laughs> no, I didn't see no, it. Didn't. Yeah, I seen it. <laughs> the guy that owns those puppies, Dave. We know him. Remember Jamal Hamka? Really? Yeah, those are his puppies. He breeds those dogs. <laughs> He's got a website, and movie stars have. I think movie stars have purchased like country singers and stuff have purchased his dogs. Crazy. So and so, yeah. Fallon had him, uh, not him on the show, but he the pu- his puppies were on that right. show, dude. Yeah, a guy That's we awesome. know. So. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, even fucking puppies are more famous than us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to Marvel news. Uh, eventually. Where is it? All right. Yeah. Boom. Marvel news. <laughs> All right, it's time now for Marvel news. Um, I, was waiting for, I was waiting for somebody to say "fuck that shit." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yes. Well, I didn't think it was gonna happen. All right, guys. So uh, huge fucking news, and probably uh, my favorite fucking hashtag that I've seen all fucking week. Fuck you, Slater. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys it's 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 it, i mean it sounds like for a while uh ryan reynolds has been fighting with the studio about the rating of deadpool uh a fan on twitter asked him so is the movie going to be rated r or pg-13 that is the question we all want to know and ryan reynolds responded is it going uh he says i i i want Deadpool." uh ugh, god damn it talk i want deadpool to be r Always have. Fighting the good fight still. A lot of yelling today. Um, and then uh, he went on to say, so we make the blood green. Uh, views expressed here are mine, not necessarily those of adorable taint punchers releasing films. <laughs> wow. Uh, he said, a PG-13 hashtag Deadpool will still have fourth wall breaking, a shit ton of action, and at least three chimichangas. <laughs> at least three. Zero need to panic, I promise. So at this point, he's still teasing that it's going to be PG-13. And then he released a video for JoeBlow.com. I'm going to go ahead and play it. Fuck it. Why not? All right, I am back with an exclusive Mario with Ryan Lopez. Reynolds live on the set of his new movie, Deadpool, due out next year. How you doing, Ryan? Pretty good, Mario. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for taking the time, man. So how does it feel, first of all, to be back in Vancouver, your hometown? It's like a homecoming, huh? Yeah, it is, actually. I, was, uh, I felt pretty lucky that we got to shoot here. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't any of my doing, but... Uh... It's nice to be around. My brothers are around. They're huge Deadpool fans. It's a nice little homecoming for sure. Cool. Well, let's talk about uh, Deadpool. I'm, I'm vaguely familiar because, of course, uh, he was in Wolverine. Uh, yeah, Wolverine. He was in Wolverine, but that's not the character we're putting on screen right now. Um, okay. Yeah, Deadpool is definitely a wisecracker, but the, I think the the, uh, the most distinct feature he has is he's a guy that's morally flexible and uh, and has a motor mouth. You know, He doesn't care if people yeah. love him or hate him. And I heard the, uh, the movie studio just announced that they're aiming for a PG-13 rating. Yeah, we're working to, I mean, yeah, we're, we're working to keep the spirit of the comic book alive. Though, I think no it's smart, what. man, that you guys keep it, uh, family friendly. Because yeah, I don't know if I'd go, you know, so, so far as to say, it's, <laughs> you know, 
family friendly. But <laughs> bottom line, Ryan, there may be a billion reasons to make a family friendly movie, as in sequels and toys. And, and, and listen, Ryan, if you. Fuck you, Slater. <laughs> Deadpool will, of course, be rated R. It's okay, Jesse. Slater can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. When I fucking saw that on April Fool's Day, I was just blown the fuck away. I was <laughs> so fucking excited. And Deadpool is going to be rated R. <laughs> yes. Oh man. How can I can't he, wait. How can he be the merc with the mouth if you can't make it rated R? If, right. you, if you're putting restrictions on the character. What the, like, yo, know, you could see a million reasons about why you would want to keep it family friendly. Then you don't make a fucking Deadpool movie. Good God. Frank, get a little bit more passionate about this. <laughs> Sorry, you know, man. I feel like you're holding back. No, I... <laughs> That's how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> I like the character, and I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say the most time I spent with it was playing that video game, but it, it was a great representation of it because I did read a few of the comics. I, I remember, yeah. And, uh, oh man, right up my alley, perverted as fucking hell. It's great. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I love Ryan's voice when, as soon as uh, Mario Lopez brought up the Deadpool in Wolverine movie and he's like god damn it just don't remind me god are you gonna what's next are you gonna fucking kick me in the dick and bring up Green Lantern I mean it it was just it was perfect I I love it and uh, man I think I think uh, Fox is doing a great job virally with, oh yeah, with Deadpool and, uh-huh. and you know the the first released picture of the suit, the way that, that was great in front of the fireplace. It was it was awesome. Hey, Sean, uh, what are you thinking about this fucking Deadpool film? Uh, me personally, real quick, I, I Tupperware everything so far. This is my most anticipated movie. Uh, as far as comic book related for 2016. Same. I, I, and I know, I know X-Men Apocalypse comes out the same year. Uh-huh. And, and Batman fuck Superman. Yeah. And I know that a Gambit movie comes out that year. Uh, I mean, and I know Civil War, I think, comes out that year. Does Civil War come out that year? 2017? 27. No, 2016 is when this comes out. Okay. What comes out in 2016 for Marvel? No, that is Civil War. Civil it? War? Is it? Yeah, that's going to be bad shit bananas. But, Brian, I agree with you. It's going to – it's – I mean, it's it's really funny to me, like, you know, how how the, de- how the Deadpool character from the Wolverine movie was almost on point <laughs> until he fucked it all up. And Ryan Reynolds, I'm so happy that he's really he, – he really went for this, and he really wanted to be Deadpool. I don't even think he wanted to be Green Lantern, to be honest. But, you know, he really wants to be Deadpool, and I really love it, and I'm going to give it a Tupperware as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dave, talk to us, man. I wasn't even going to watch the movie if it was PG-13. Really? Really. I, I uh, uh, Deadpool, is, I, I came into him during Cullen Bunn's run, uh-huh. and uh, I, when when they said they were doing a movie, I was immediately like, wait a minute. There is no way I have any interest in this if he's, you know, like the Ninja Turtles, suddenly the Foot Clan are all robots. You know, like I, I, I would have no interest in a – I mean like Frank was saying, some of the stuff Deadpool says is so <laughs> off the wall, perverted batshit that you couldn't do in a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was just going to just – Take a pass on it if that's what it was. Wow. Now that it's R-rated, 
Uh, I'm in all the way, man. Did you guys think that this was going to happen? Did you think that this was going to be the outcome? I, for one, did not think they would ever do rated R Deadpool. Me neither. I was caught by surprise, but I'm so happy about it. Mm -hmm. I figured that they would keep that, you know, into that PG-13 for the more ticket sales. But I'm so glad they didn't. Yeah. That's why I'd written it off. Because I was like, I don't want to get excited. I mean, this, yeah. this clip looks great. This clip looks awesome, but I don't want to get excited about a PG-13 version of this. And if you think for one second that, that, that Ryan Reynolds is kind of a, like exaggerating about him going head to head against the studio about this being PG-13 or mm-hmm. R, I, I believe him 100%. Oh yeah. I really Agreed. do think that there were some fucking, uh, him and Tim Miller going head to head against Fox trying to get this thing to be rated R. Because Fox is looking at ticket sales, and you have a broader audience if you have PG-13. More people are going to go to see that movie. So the, I, you know what? So the, I think that's a, that's a reason that they probably settled on the smaller budget. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that was the compromise. Because, because that discussion was being talked about. Uh-huh. Because yep. even with that being talked about, they're going to lower that budget because they are not going to fucking sink themselves with, with a Deadpool movie. But I think it's awesome, though, that we I think we got out of those two battles what was important. And I think that if it's going to be a, a critical success, like if all the fans are going to eat it up, right. like they did Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. there's going to be more than enough budget there for another movie later on down the road. And they can prove their point that rated R doesn't have to mean low volume. I think, you know, if this movie performs well... Why fuck with the recipe? Have exactly. the second movie. You don't need bigger, better shit, you know what I mean, to make the movie, you know what I mean, unless it's Terminator to Terminator 2. <laughs> then, uh, then, then, yeah, you need the budget. But for a Deadpool movie, I don't think you have to go fucking like Michael Bay huge in the sequel. Um, you know, just stick to, just stick to, uh, what made the first movie so awesome. If they're true to the script, maybe there's some kind of, scene or something that they had envisioned that they just can't do without that budget Uh, and that would suck if we don't get to see that because of that reason but you know maybe it's something they could put in the second one if it's that good of an idea right yeah that makes sense he's the only character that i feel like should have a multi-picture deal with every single studio (laughs) so that way he can jump from marvel cinematic universe to the fox universe to to whatever other universe he wants to and that would be awesome that's funny that would yeah exactly that'd be awesome because it is also split up and he would be breaking that fourth wall again by doing it. This character just seems it seems so bizarre that this character could show up in a Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> I mean, it could happen, guys. Wow. I, I mean, you think about that fucking Fantastic Four trailer that we saw, uh, that fucking uh, Fantastic Four Christopher Nolan version <laughs> that we saw, and this character could show up in the same universe. That's crazy. Maybe, maybe that would be the best part of a Fantastic Four movie is a Deadpool cameo. Sean, what did you think about the Fantastic Four trailer? I gotta know, man. Oh, man, I don't know. Like it's, I, I, I don't know. I, it, it makes no. It really makes no sense. They, they really, Fox should really just give up that license because it plays no significance in the X Men universe, and it really, it's, it's really pointless. They should just like give it, a, and they're just trying to hold on to it for money value, which. Hey, I mean, they're a studio. They got to make their money, but I don't think that they should have this this uh, property. I think they should just give it back to, to to MCU and you know, or Disney or Marvel, and just call it a day. You guys, know what I mean? guys, you're missing the boat. 
Dr. Doom is going to pull off his mask and reveal that he is zero cool from the Hackers movie. It's going to be the greatest reveal ever. Ah, fucking blogger <laughs> Doom. Oh, it's not even, I'm sorry, it's Domashev. Oh, brother. Zero. Oh. Hackers, Dave, seriously? <laughs> wow. Hack the planet. <laughs> So stupid. Just stupid. Fucking uh, Angelina Jolie. Hackers. <laughs> hackers, Dave, really? Hey, they're, they're right. Dr. Doom is the hacker. I, I don't know what to say. I'm trying to be happy about it. I have no idea where that's going. I, I If you piss all over one of the best Marvel villains all over again. They, yeah, they did it the first time. Oh. They're doing it again, Dave. They're doing yeah. it again. Speaking of hackers, there was a movie, and I can't remember who the lead was, where, like, part of the thing was he had a gun to his head, and a chick sucking him off, and he had to break into something in 30 seconds, or else he'd shoot him. wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What was it called? I don't know the name of it. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, what do you, you guys are both looking at me like, <laughs> just making this shit up no, on the fly. No, swordfish. <laughs> I didn't know if this was like a movie you saw or if no. this was like something you did last week. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Jesus. I was like, no. Frank was like, uh, what was that called? Uh, oh, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> what a rough life I lead, damn. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, he's sitting there and he's got 30 seconds to hack into whatever the fuck it is and was it, uh, so Frank, so Frank, wait. Basically, you're going to still keep talking about the story. Yeah, I know. He's going to start rating swordfish here in a second. He loves fucking John Travolta so fucking much. <laughs> Who was that? He was in that too. Was it Halle Berry? That's no. what I was going to ask. Halle was she Berry. the one giving the blowjob? Battlefield Earth was a classic. Oh god, Barry Pepper, fucking uh, John Travolta. Beautiful movie. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, Deadpool, rated R, Tupperware that shit all fucking day. Moving on. Here's details from Captain America, the Civil War. <laughs> Have you guys heard about the casting call? There's been a casting call. They're looking for extras for Captain America, Civil War, and some. the casting call may reveal some of what's going on in the movie. Nice. Military officers, officials, ages 50 to 75, distinguished men, all ethnicities. Former military is a plus but not mandatory. Uh, films in May. Uh, African and African-American men and women, ages 18 to 75, casual looks or ethnic African wardrobe. Is a plus, but not mandatory. Uh, Russian men uh, or other Eastern European or Slavic types, Polish, Czech, Serbian, etc., ages 25 to 65, tough types, character types, burly types, etc. Beards are a plus, but not mandatory. Jacob Harmon, where the fuck are you? Oh, shit, buddy. Get down there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely sounds like we're going to see some Wakandians. Hell yeah. I'm excited. Maybe some of Baron Zemo's people, too. Uh, yeah, which uh, Baron Zemo's confirmed, right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, very cool. I I, th- I don't know. I, I think I, – I, people may think I'm crazy. Captain America Civil War is probably my – I'm going to say third most anticipated movie of that year. I know that's fucking crazy. Wow. I know that's we fucking We live in an crazy. age where that's possible. But I know, like, Jake would be like, oh, he's looking forward to Captain America Civil War more than fucking, you know, 
uh, Deadpool. But I'm looking more for it. I'm Deadpool. I'd say Deadpool, Batman v Superman, than Captain America: Civil War. I'd say Civil War over Batman v Superman for me, but Deadpool number one. I know what I'm gonna get from fucking Civil War. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna get from an Affleck Batman. It's the fucking. It's watching the fucking. It's just watching this. It's curiosity. That's why it's number two. It's curiosity for me. You know what I mean? It's like it's like I've seen like you know I've watched porn, but you know what? Maybe maybe I haven't seen fucking little people porn. You know what I mean? I haven't seen that, and I want to see it. It might be weird. It I is mean, weird. You yeah, don't want to see you know, it. You know, tall guy, tiny girl. I might want. It might be crazy, and I want to see the shit go down. This is what this is like. This is like fucking little people porn to me. That's Batman v Superman. I haven't seen this shit. I want to fucking see like Lex Luthor and fucking. You know what I mean? Like uh, Superman and Batman in a movie together. So yeah, I just compared Batman v Superman to little people porn. <laughs> Fuck you. I saw a tall woman and a little man. You did. <laughs> so what is your most anticipated, Sean? Uh, Rude Police Dave. Uh, Rude Rude Police Dave. I'm sitting in the chair. You're sitting in the chair. You're influenced. All right, You know, if there's a smoke monster in it, it's way better. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Little bastard jumped out of a cake. Touch it, bitch. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, so wait, can I get my, (laughs) wait, can I get my, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, for me, it'll be super, it's super, uh, Batman v Superman first, yes. and then Civil War, and then Deadpool. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. I'm so with you, Sean. So with you. <laughs> awesome. You know what? Uh, Dave is to Sean what Frank is to Jake. You fucking influential. <laughs> fucking no, proteges. Affleck's gonna kill it, man. He's gonna rock it. I can't wait. Okay, so, I agree. Okay, you so okay. Originally, you rated it to taste it. Uh huh. Now you're saying Tupperware for Affleck. I'm, I'm, dude. I'm getting excited. I'm getting. I, I Momoa's gonna be showing up. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Okay. All right. I'm no. I'm looking forward to it, dude. But blenders are blenders. Movies are movies. A blender should not try to be a movie. What does that mean? <laughs> they threw every fucking buddy they had into a blender, and they're going to be in this fucking film. It means wait, that, Frank. Wait, Frank. It means that that Frank is like the furthest thing from we're, sage we're advice. Week again, are we? Frank, you're, no. like, you're like anti-Yoda. That was like the worst <laughs> sage advice. You're like the oracle of idiocy. <laughs> fucking talking about GE blenders over here. What the f- I say half of the stuff Brian eats comes out of a blender. I don't think that you're going to offend somebody. Here. All right, so there's just too many. I, everything we've heard about this thing is a complete pile of shit to me. Yeah. How, so, Frank, how is that? How is it a complete pile of shit to me? I, t- tell me, please. I hate like okay. So they, there's so many characters in this film that that's too much for what shouldn't be much more than a two hour movie. There's not going to be much of a story. I don't like how they've got everything going on into. <laughs> What? What am no, I doing? It's 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 going to be longer than two hours. So insta toss, right, Jake? <laughs> insta toss, insta toss, Jake. No, Man, cyborgs in it, dude. Booyah! Ah, no, it's too much. I don't like how they're setting it up. It well, just well, is. Well, Frank, well, Frank, tell me, tell me your ultimate script and, and how you would do this. Please tell me. Well, wait, ha- that, wait Brian, is that too long? Because it might go a little too long. No, have it be Batman versus <laughs> Superman. Don't worry about introducing all these other characters into it. And I've got to go off of only what, you know, we've heard from it because nothing's concrete. Okay. I, I, I know. They're throwing a lot into it. But, uh, Sean, are you saying that basically it's like we've waited? Okay, from the time we saw Man of Steel mm-hmm. to the time that we see 
Batman v Superman. We've almost waited three fucking years to get this fucking universe moving. Right. And just to see Batman v Superman, if they want to get the ball rolling and compete with Marvel, they have to show us a little bit more at this point. You know what I mean? They need to lift that skirt up a little bit higher. You know what I mean? Because right now, I mean, all I'm seeing is fucking ankle. You know, I need to see a little bit more. I want to see a fucking Lindsay Lohan vag slip. You know what I mean? Whoa. Right. So, so they, I, I feel like I feel like they have to go all balls to the wall for for Batman v Superman because this is their first thing into a, a cinematic universe, and they need to they need to top it off with something very very big. Now, Brian, let me tell you something that I did that we I talked about last week on our show. Okay. How would you feel about the Legion of Doom, and how you, 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 are, you, are you seeing how they're setting up yes. like the poster? Yes. Like, like, like they have like okay, uh, uh, unite the seven. Yes. So then, so then you can have destroy the seven, or, or or however, and then you have Eisenberg, you have you know the Joker, you have all these players setting up, not not to go against Dark Side, but to go against the Legion of Doom. I I I, I think you're onto something, and uh, I think that. Is definitely a possibility. Right. Um, Eisenberg showing up in multiple films like Suicide Squad is right. that leads me to believe that, yeah, that's exactly what they're setting up here. Now that would be fucking awesome if they go in that direction. But they're talking about they're going against Dark Side, or you know, in 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 uh, Justice League movie, which makes right. no fucking. They're jumping right into Dark Side automatically, which is which is kind of dumb because they're trying to find a Thanos. They're Thanos, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, which is, which is stupid. You know, I mean, you can do this so much better, and you can actually be different than the MCU and have a league of fucking villains that go against these characters. And and if they do it that way, then they 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 got me sold. But if they don't. I don't know what to tell you. You know. Yeah. What yeah. are you thinking, Dave? You're, you're, you're all will be well, gentlemen. <laughs> all will be well. I, 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 if I get a black mana on screen because of your Legion of Doom, I'm with uh, you, Dave. Oh. I'm with you, Dave. I'm with you. I'm clapping. I'm clapping with you right now. <laughs> I, I want, I want the giant fishbowl helmet. I want everything. You guys don't uh, think we're gonna get a black manta? I, I want a black manta. We're I'm, gonna get I'm a black manta. Demanding a black manta. We're gonna get a black manta. That we have to. When you think Aquaman and you think Arch Nemesis, Black Manta, come yep. on, I do. Well, well, now they're talking about well, you know, in the in in the Justice League cartoon that just the Aquaman one, you know, they made the villain more um, his brother, Orn, or yeah, his stepbrother more than anybody, and it made no sense. Like, Ocean they Master, do, Ocean Master, yeah, yeah, Ocean Master. They didn't do the Black Manta character really well. Like I, they they really shit on him, and I didn't like that. You I know? love how DC News popped into Marvel News. Oh wow, shit, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, you know why? It's because a couple episodes it was fuck Marvel. It's it's revenge. Yeah, DC's true. revenge. That's true. <laughs> Can you guys believe I actually named the episode "Fuck"? Marvel? That was great. I was oh, that was awesome when I saw that. And like, we didn't really fuck Marvel. It <laughs> no. was just like one of, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I was like, I think people were like, kind of like, whoa, what's up with this title? <laughs> like nobody clicked like on it. Like really, li- literally, like wow. maybe like half of the people that usually click like on a post for ours, <laughs> like they uh, they're not clicking fuck Marvel. <laughs> they're like, I don't know if I should click this. Right. Maybe maybe Marvel. <laughs> just like when I them. when I fucking title this one bestiality <laughs> it's not gonna get any likes 
shit. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah that that was my that was my universe expansion of how it should go. I'm sorry. No, I didn't dude, I, a, a I rant. I fucking love that idea, dude. It's fucking amazing, and uh, yeah. I think it should happen. Um, all right. A couple of weeks ago on the show, I talked about how we could possibly see Kingpin be one of Spider-Man's villains. And lo and behold, this week, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was kind of asked about the same thing. And here's what he had to say, uh, when he was asked if it could happen. He says, no idea. That would be super cool. Yeah. To be able to kick Spider-Man's butt would be awesome. But we just don't know about those things. Those are all the Marvel secrets that they never tell us until they need us. So, yeah, I would do it. I would do it in a second. Wow. Yeah. Vinny D in a fucking Spider-Man movie playing the big villain or a villain in a Spider-Man movie, you know, making that crossover from the Netflix series. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome. I guess it all depends on like how audiences receive him his character in the Netflix series, which I think it's going to go over well. I, I I'm I'm pre Tupperwareing his performance. I don't know about the whole series, but his performance I can pre Tupperware that shit right now. I bet mm. it's a safe bet he's going to be awesome. With luck, I mean he's going to be the standout there and the draw. Get the villain to be interesting, right? Charlie yeah. Cox was great on Boardwalk Empire, so I think he's going to be able to hang with D'Onofrio. But if you saw that teaser trailer for the for the upcoming show. Even though you didn't even see his face, you just saw the back of his head. Like you knew, like that gravitas and presence. That There's the a team, second trailer, Dave. That, but Have I'm, you seen the second? No, trailer? No, I haven't seen that. There's a second trailer where you get to see him. And does it give you any reason to think he can't handle Kingpin? Fuck no. Cool. Um, it also gives me more reason to think that this is probably going to be Marvel's most fleshed out villain that they've ever had, mm-hmm. even in their MCU. I mean, because they're going to have you know. A bunch of episodes to develop this character. They are not just giving us the traditional, like, you know, villain that they just throw in there. We are going to see him, I mean, just like we're probably going to see Matt Murdock growing up and becoming Daredevil. We're going to watch him. They'll probably do the origin where we see him, you know, go blind. Um, they're going to do an origin for the Kingpin, too. Nice. And they are going to make you feel sorry for his character and be compassionate about, you know, the rough life he had growing up. And so um, it, we're really going to get to see this character fleshed out really well in the series. I, I've never seen Kingpin as sympathetic villain. That's <laughs> going to be a new one. It's not. It, it, they're going to get you to sympathize with the character in his childhood. And then as we... As they kind of like well, what uh, Jason Aaron's doing with Coach Boss, ah. you know what I mean? Gotcha. Same thing. Um, but yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be an evil you know evil villain by the thing by the time this is all wrapped up and said and done. He's gonna be an evil villain. Sean, what are you thinking about Daredevil, man? Are you are you looking forward to this shit? Oh yeah, you know if it's comic book related, I'm into it. And I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm hoping it's gonna be very very good. I'm hoping, you know, and I'm pretty sure at this point from the trailers, everything I've seen so far, mm-hmm. it looks it looks pretty remarkable. So, I mean, I'm 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 all bored for it. The only problem I have, the only issue that I have, and I'm this is a stupid issue, and everybody can curse me out for it, but I feel like the I feel like the kingpin should be so much bigger. Like it's just not like it's just not comic book. You know, what I mean, like how you know you're used to him in a comic book being so like humongous. 
Right. Like, it's this is not what I'm getting. Like, I would like kind of to see a CGI kind of, you know, kingpin, but then that kind of kills it as a character. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still all for it. You know, what I mean, the, uh, with the, the D'Onofrio, he's good. You know, he's a great actor, so. I kind of like the direction that they went for. Uh, somebody who's more of a talented actor, a bigger guy, but not somebody who's like ripped, like a, like a wrestler size type. Because in, in the comics, what, from what I've seen, he's huge. He almost looks fat, but it's all muscle. It's all muscle. So yeah. to get somebody like D'Onofrio is a good fit because then you can focus more on just his acting skills and he could play off like he's a lot stronger than what he is. No, I, I totally agree with that, but you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like the thing in the first Fantastic Four movies. It's like, oh, I needed, I needed a CGI thing. I didn't need a fucking, you know, a, a, a thing that has just, you know, in foam, you know, in a foam cutout or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's like, if you're going to do the comic book stuff, just kind of stick to how it would look. And, and there, our technology is so amazing now, you could actually pull that off. You know, and, and D'Onofrio can still play the Kingpin, but just at a bigger size where it's like, holy shit. He's, you know, he's, he's a villain. He's, you know, he's, yeah, we fear him. You know what I mean? And it's just not, I don't get that much from that. But, well, you know, I can't wait for the show. Yeah, I'm excited to see his performance because I think his presence, you're going to be able to see like that light switch when he needs to be intimidating and imposing and the bad guy he will be, but also in the face of the public, he'll also be able to be like the face and donating here and there and everywhere. And this, he'll is be able another, to have that flip. this is another example of Sean sacrificing substance for style. <laughs> I can't help it. This is how I am. I can't help Dude, it. Dude, you are like five for five this episode. <laughs> I can't help it, man. I'm sorry. I'm a sucker for stupid shit, I guess. I'm That's like your quote in the yearbook. I'm a sucker for stupid shit. <laughs> I just think you got mad style and you're just uh, like you can't you can't get past it. He's the style man. Yeah, that's what it is for me. I, I don't know. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, we're going to move on to DC News. We don't have a DC drop, but we're going to move on to DC News. Uh, Batman 1966 animated movie. Uh, this is huge, and I am totally excited for this. Uh, it's been announced animated, and it features the voices. Um, here is a little bit about the announcement. Uh, here's a little audio from the announcement. Please play any day. <laughs> I don't know, our agents are here, whether we can talk about the new Batman movie. We're just yes, we can. can. <laughs> yes, I tell them what to do. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, it's okay. <clears throat> but uh, you can look forward to a new animated Batman full-length 90-minute feature coming out on the 50th anniversary one of possibly two but for sure one that Adam and I are going to be doing the voices for yeah, yeah, there you go there you go that uh, news it broke at Mad Monster Party in Charlotte, North Carolina um, 
I don't know about you guys, but I'm super fucking excited. Uh, it sounds like they're getting a lot of the uh, original actors to come back and do their parts if they're still living. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, uh, Burgess Meredith and some of the actors have passed away, but I, I, man, I cannot wait. I've been loving the, um, Batman 1966 comic books. It has the voice from the original show and, and this just makes me super excited. Was that Burt Ward that talking? Was, yeah. That was Burt Ward. How is he gonna voice a teenage boy with that voice? Was he a teenage boy when they did the original show, Dave? No, he was just a young man, though. Yeah, he was really young. He doesn't sound young. <laughs> well, you act like his balls didn't drop when he was doing Robin in the show. I mean, he, like he's, you know what I mean? Like this is like, I don't know, like Peter Brady before his fucking voice dropped and shit. Yes, it's time to change. <laughs> Rearrange. No, man, I think, I think, uh, I don't think they would have given him the movie if he can't do Robin's voice. Hey, if he can bust out a holy Captain Nemo, Batman, whatever <laughs> age, let's do it. That's yeah. awesome. Tupperware that. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I just hope we get scenes of Batman trying to throw away a bomb and he can't. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> and shark repellent. It's yes. to make a comeback. Yep. Sean. Are, did, oh, need that. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> were you were you a fan of the uh, the Batman 1966? Yeah, yeah, when I was a kid, yeah, yeah, I used to love it. I mean, it was, it was the only thing that was, like, superhero at the time. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I can't wait. I, I'll watch it. You know, I watch a lot of animated stuff anyway, so I'll watch it. I know yeah. I know. Jacob Harmon's fucking head probably exploded when he heard this news. <laughs> he loves Batman 1966, so I bet his beard fucking did, like, ten jumping jacks and shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm really looking forward to that. Guys! Do you guys realize that this is the show this week? I got nothing else. Unless you guys – Sean, did you want to bring something up? Uh, do you have a new story that we didn't cover that one, like the geeks are going to cover tonight or something? You want to do it here first or something? I don't know. Uh, not, not really, man. The same things y'all probably talk about, we'll talk about. We got like a guest on tonight. so Oh, nice. Yeah. Who, who you got coming up on your next show? Pippet, man. Uh, no, we got a guy, his name is Mike D. He's from, uh, he's from another podcast, uh, the CCD podcast. But he has an art show that I'm in next week, so I'm, you know, we're, we're gonna just kinda plug that, I guess. And, um, that's it, we're getting, we got a fast, and we got a fast and a furious review, so that's about it, man. In depth, like, we're gonna go fucking balls to the wall crazy on our, on our review, so. Awesome. Well, so, yeah, our show is just a primer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, primer for me anyway. You know, what I mean, I'm definitely going to probably talk about the same things that me and Frank talked about, dude. Right? I I just want you to drive it home on your podcast though that the movie was the perfect length. <laughs> yeah, I will absolutely do that. Wow. <laughs> and just like somebody with like Tourette's, I want mm. you to just say "fuck Frank." Like every, every holy shit, every thirty seconds, just slip it in. Hey Frank, Frank. Hey Frank at the end of the show, listen to the end of the show. All right, man. <laughs> holy shit. I want to. I want to. I want to thank Domesticated Dave. For being on the show. Dave, how can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, I'm domesticated Dave at twitter.com. It's, uh, the, the eight is the number eight. Oh is- god, David. It's just like fucking reading IKEA instructions trying to figure out how people can fucking follow you on Twitter. I'm falling asleep over here. I don't know what's longer, eight. Fast and Furious 7 or your fucking Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> They took the name Fast out of the title because it didn't get over that way. Shut <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, like 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 Soda Pop Comics cast on it's, Facebook. It's at domestic the number eight 
E D D A V E. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> and what else, Dave? Yeah, like uh, like Soda Pop Comics Cast on Facebook. Uh, we'll be coming back here in a couple weeks. I uh, hope you listen. Uh, thank you very much for having me, guys. Absolutely. Uh, it's always a blast. It's so good to know that mm-hmm. Frank is a real human being. Yes. Yes, I am real. <laughs> we are. some dark side of my personality. <laughs> I might be. I might be. I always tickle everybody's funny bone. Sean, Sean, how can people listen to League of Geeks, follow the League of Geeks, like the League of Geeks, whatever? Well, you know, League of Geeks is uh, Brian's kind of baby a little bit, but you know, we appreciate we like I said, I appreciate Brian, and I'm pretty sure the rest of the, the rest of the crew appreciates Brian for starting us and getting us together and all that kind of good shit. And you know, Brian, like I said, if you ever need me, you know, I'm always there for you, homie. Um, you were today, uh, and that's awesome. Thank you so much. It's been great yeah. talking to you again, dude. Yeah, oh man, podcast. I'm telling you, I, I don't know why we went so long without talking, but you know, it's, yeah. it, it is what it is. Yeah. We, we, I still love you, brother. I still love you. Yeah, it's <laughs> like we pick up right where we left off. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, you can catch me though. Uh, you can go to createinkstudios.com. I'm still always drawing shit. You know, always still got some dope artwork going on. Got some definitely some good projects coming up. Um, dude, yeah. I got your fucking t-shirt. You did? Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it, man, because the funny shit is I didn't even order my own T-shirt. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I love that T-shirt, man. I, uh, I, Dude, when I go to the gym, I represent that T-shirt. Oh, thank so, you, Brian, yeah. man. I appreciate it. You guys can – you, the rest of you guys, Frank and, and Dave, you can pick it up too. It's on uh, T-Fury, I think, or T-Public. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a dope mashup I did. Like I, it, it really was probably one of the best things. Like they, It's funny because Marvel actually asked me to actually do that with them. Oh, wow. And, yeah, but I never really – like it was funny because it was so much legal shit that they had to do. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to change up so much with it, and I just didn't do it. I was like, fuck it. So I just kind of, you know, just did it with uh, T Public. They paid me for it, and I still made money out of it. So it was pretty dope, man. And That's a lot nice. of them, and a lot of it went to charity too. I did all of it went to charity. Yeah, Every single yeah. dollar that I made, I actually sent it off to um, the Make a Wish Foundation. Um, and yeah, that I, I do. I try to do as much possible good shit as you know. As, as if I'm on this earth, I'll keep doing it. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah, just uh, just listen to the show if you guys get a chance. It's League of Geeks and. That's it, man. I appreciate you guys for having me on this week, man. I really do. It's been awesome. All right. Uh, it was good meeting you, Sean. Uh, oh, yeah, you too, Frank. You too. Yeah. I, I was Way back when you were on this thing, I was still just a listener. So uh, it, it's neat to kind of get to talk to you from a throwback. Now you get to talk about fucking animals on this show with Sean Pretty Hamilton. Much. Hell yeah. How's it feel, Frank? Pretty fucking good. League of Beasts. Whoa. The League of Beasts? The League of Beasts. You know, I got, I got to get my hands on that Jake. When I, when I get my, when I get on here with Jake, that's where I'm, that's what's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. That's... Round one. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, if anybody, if anybody cares, I'm going to be picking up that Mortal Kombat 10 on Xbox One coming out uh, April 14th, I think. But uh, if you dare, because I'm not always sober, you can follow me and friend me on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, and Twitter, K-W-A-G-M-Y-R-E, Quagmire. Quagmire. All right. All right. This is uh, episode 85, 15. It's the race to 100. Uh, and then after that, uh, 100's the last episode ever. We're done. Are we having a party? Are we going to like live podcast? You, you, you are not quitting this shit. No, you dude, 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 dude. I'm giving this, I'm giving this the dirty dancing ending and you will understand that when you hear episode 100. What? It's no. getting a dirty dancing ending.
Absolutely. Hey, you guys, you, I could host you at my restaurant. We could do a big live event for the for the live podcast. I got live entertainment on Saturday nights. You're welcome to come. Well, you know, the thing is, it's like background noises and all this shit. I'm thinking about, I want to do a live call-in show where we call, or a live Skype-in, where we let the members of the Army, you know, uh, what we'll do is we'll have them, uh, if they want to call into the show, we'll have it set up that we'll call a different member like every 20 minutes or half hour and talk to them. And just kind of like a big thank you to the Army. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a podcast that I listen to. It's destiny centric, uh, but they, they use a program and they do calls mm-hmm. on that. And people have to like sit in like a holding room, right? So it works pretty well in the format. Yeah, so I think that's what we'll do. Yeah, so all right, guys, we're gonna end the show. Uh, just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags. Thank you for your patron- patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Goodbye. Brother. <laughs> yeah, come on, Dave. Give us a macho man ending. Well, Miss Elizabeth, it looks like it's time to move on, and I don't want to hit no mother sorry suckers with coconuts today, so let's go on and say good night, Army. We've done well. <laughs> Sarasota, Florida. Come on in. You're going to be defending against the dragon, Ricky Steamboat. What's the cup for? WrestleMania 3, Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah, 90,000 plus people watching right there. And this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah, cup of coffee in the big time because he'll never get closer than now. I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion and I will remain the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. And George the Animal Steel on the outside will be no factor, yeah. You say no factor. Obviously, he is a factor, or you wouldn't even brought it up. Oh, wow. Mr. Sarcasm, yeah. I don't care if you've got 23 wrestlers around the outside, and it doesn't even matter, no, because I am ready, and I will not let this opportunity slip through my fingers. Cup of coffee, man, yeah. Man. Wow, man. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Ready like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, hate erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Podcast that original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scrap.
trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover, counterculture pushovers, pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.